Welcome to Conroe. We are. What, what do you? You got to talk into the microphone. I'm talking into the mic. Oh. You are now. I'm talking into the mic before there. I turned for volume. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's a horrible intro. We're at Conroe. You don't even know what episode number this is going to be. Yet, I don't. So that's it's why I said, fine. That's why I said welcome to Conroe. <laughs> it's uh, January 2024. January 28th. Yeah, that's 2024. Happy birthday, James. Anyways, uh, we're at, we're at Conroe. We are in Conroe. Let's go ahead and get our sponsor stuff out of the way, because whenever this does come out, we still need to talk about our sponsor. That's right. And Little Shops of Horrors is a small feeder and pet supply business based in San Antonio. And they regularly schedule feeder meetups around San Antonio, as well as other neighboring towns and cities. They offer shipping on their feeder insects, isopods, and are working on starting shipping on their feeder rodents, too. All feeders are raised on a nutritional diet that optimizes the health of the reptiles and amphibians that consume them. What, what? Go check out Lewis over at... Uh, Lil's Shop of Horrors. They get you set up with some feeder rodents, roaches, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Herb's Reptile Shows. Since I don't know when this is coming out, uh, I can't tell you the dates, but I can say to go check out Herp's, it's herpshow.net. H-E-R-P-S-H-O-W.net. Check out all your upcoming Herp's uh, dates for when this comes out. It's probably going to come out sometime end of February. Boop, boop. February. There's, there's, we there's might a, actually put it out. End of February. Okay. There's a weird R in Feb. It's it's February. Yeah. But everybody says February. And Bull's <laughs> over there singing on the... You know what? Watch that. I can turn Bull's mic off. No, uh, uh, that's not nice. Yes, but it's the great thing about having the power. I've got the power. It's gone to my head. Uh, also, check out VivTech products. If you need an LED UVB light bulb and you haven't gotten one from VivTech, you're doing reptile keeping wrong, and you suck, and you should get rid of all your animals. Hey, I just realized um, it was not your volume earlier. I have one set of my headphones going out because uh-huh. it, the sound just kicked in, and I was like, oh, goodness. You want to change headphones? No, I'm okay. We'll change them for the next interview. I got headphones right here. We can, We're good. I Keep can going. You. you put on headphones. I got to go back to the front. Come on. No. All right. Uh, but go check out VivTech. Use code GUMBO22 and save 15% on your VivTech orders for light bulbs. They got UVB light bulbs. They got halogen light bulbs. They got smart devices and cameras for your reptile cages. Go check out VivTech products uh, today. All right. That's all our sponsor stuff? I think so. I think it's it. All right. Let's get on to our first guest. So our first guest we had on uh, like a year ago or so. Yeah, in Paraland. In pa- That's right. Pa- in Paraland. 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 He's Perlin. a good Louisiana Perlin. boy. He Perlin. says all of his vowels different. Uh, <laughs> our first guest is Bull. I mean, I can say his last name. It's just Bull. It's Bull. From, yep. From B&T Reptiles. He's the B in B&T Reptiles. Even though that's not what his name, real name starts with. I'm a B. I'm a B. 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 <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I've got I've got snakes on bull sale this weekend. So I've been hanging out with bull all weekend, which is probably a mistake. Definitely. Uh, uh, Poor Taylor. Hey, hey, bull, how's how's that chair treating you? Uh, fuck you, James. Uh, bull, bull had a. Are you feeling okay today? Yeah, I'm okay, fine. Good. It was a really really slow fall. It was. <laughs> it was the slowest fall. Probably I've one of the seen. coolest things I've ever seen in person. So we're like, hanging out last night at the hotel. Literally just sitting just, in chairs. Just sitting in chairs. And all of a sudden, Bull begins to fall in slow motion because the leg in his chair just Bro- breaks. Just broke. Just broke. No and this wasn't like a like a wicker chair, just a cheap plastic chair. It was a regular chair, like a nice wooden oh, chair. Oh, a nice chair. <laughs> and the uh, leg just breaks, and he begins to fall in slow motion. 
Uh, and I'm sitting there trying to figure out what's happening. And once I figure out what's happening, I can't help him because I'm too busy laughing. Uh, but then Katie helps him. <laughs> I, the vi the, uh, it's one of those videos that you've got to watch because we, we had the wonderful woman at the hotel pull up the security footage from the room and we actually oh, yeah. found it happen. I don't have video. But when you watch the video, you got to watch it once to watch Bull fall in slow motion. And then you got to watch once to watch Sean's reaction and Sean once Gray. for James's reaction and then once for my reaction across the room. Sean looked confused. Like, you've got to watch it. I was freaking out. I'm just, like, reaching. I'm I'm actually reaching towards you. Like, I'm going to help you from across the room I, I went, with this shock on my face. I went straight to the girl that worked at the counter. I was like, I need you to understand, he didn't do anything wrong, but the chair broke. <laughs> she believed us too. I didn't want to think that alcohol was involved, and that was why the chair broke. No, she was like, I didn't see nothing. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, I don't know what happened. Just make the chair disappear. Oh, anyways, Bull, how's it going? It's good. It's good. So we were trying to think about what we were going to talk about with Bull, and we came up with a topic yesterday, okay. and it's kind of something we've talked about on a few episodes with some other people recently, um, because we see a lot of people getting out of the hobby. And I think a lot of it comes down to burnout or maybe not being in the best position. It, sometimes it's financial. It's a, uh, Several of them, it's financial. But but I think uh, for a lot of them, they wouldn't even have to get out of the whole hobby. Some, some people just, you know, some people just need to downsize yeah, some. Yeah, if they would just downsize. And rededicate some of their time to other things. Refocus. Yeah, refocus. And so we talked about you, you breed ball pythons. And yeah. your collection is almost exclu exclusively ball pythons. Yeah, almost. Um, and so we talked about... Because I've talked with other keepers about keeping something other. Because there's a lot of ball python people out there. There's a lot of people that have those mono collections where it's one species. Yeah. And we talked about adding other things. What And so what are some things that you have thought about if you were going to get into something else? Maybe maybe we do it two ways. Maybe if you were going to get into something else because you wanted it as a pet. And maybe if you wanted to get into something else as a project. So let's go Let's go project first. Projects? Um, Non-ball python. Non-ball python. I was looking at um, trying to get into spotted pythons. Because I really like the uh, the polygenic breeding, the line breeding that you do with the spotteds, and but the only problem is, is there's so many different mutations that we can't get over here yet because they yeah. won't let them export them out of Australia. But um, but it's also that is a thing that I think should be as long as you can get them calm. Like I had a children's python, she was a bitch, but I know that's not the case for all of them. Yeah. Uh, but in fact, from what we hear, that's like the rare. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's as long as you work, like from what I've done research on, as long as you work with them a good bit when they're small, when they're babies, and get them out of that early, yeah, they do really good as adults. Well, and, and spotted and children's pythons would be great pets for people. Yeah. Because they don't get big. Yeah, they don't get big. They stay, they stay small, but they're still a hardy enough, good eating animal, not to eat, yeah. but good feeding animal. Be. There's a lot of meat on there. Yeah, nah. I know. Oh I mean. I ain't gonna lie. Um, He's from Louisiana. He's eating all kinds of I've stuff. I've eaten a lot That's of weird. True. I've eaten rattlesnake before. <laughs> if, if it moves in Louisiana, and someone has eaten it, it has a recipe. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good fried with fish, <laughs> I'm just saying. But, uh, but but spotted to be cool because cause you could keep them in a, a medium sized Exoterra. Yeah. Uh, set up a really cool display, like, you know, Australian cage for them. Mm -hmm. uh, so as a pet, that'd be cool. And on the breeder side, Size-wise, it's so much easier to keep 15 spotted pythons than 15 ball pythons. Yeah, it is because the the tub requirements and stuff is smaller. You don't have to worry about the humidity so much. So you could run aspen, which is a lot cheaper than what I run. I run cypress mulch. Oh yeah. Because I I tried cocoa. I tried to get behind cocoa. I just I can't. Not I like not where not not the way my stuff's set up and it just. 
It's it works either, in my collection, but, I, but not A lot of people love it, yeah. but it, you know, not everything works for everybody. Yeah. And it's different strokes for different folks. But so you could run the Aspen. It'd be a lot cheaper to run them, and you could run smaller tubs, so cheaper racks and stuff like that. But it's never really so much been something that I look at the money before I get into it. It's more if I think it's cool. Well, and I think that's what more people should do, because like, because you know, we see like to get into ball pythons. I think money, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's and, the and biggest you know, mistake you could ever do. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not there. Like, you're not, and you're not going to make money at there's this. There's like a top five percent that make money. You are not going to make money. <laughs> yeah, say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> you will not make money. Someone in the car speaker just blow out. <laughs> but. Yeah, like a 5% that are making money. Money, money, money yeah. Right? Like your top 5%, like Justin Kabelka, um, Bob Vu. Bob Vu. Um, Ozzy. Ozzy. And. Um, Probably like two more. I'm drawing blanks. Nerd. And, uh, and with, even Nerd has like, got a lot of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, Nerd's highly diversified. And then like Brian Barchett, God bless his soul, but yeah. BHB moves a lot of animals. And that's how they've gotten to where they're at now with the reptarian and all that stuff. It all started with just breeding and moving animals. But those are people that have been in since the game started. Like back when they were importing ball pythons from Africa for $50 for a box of 100 of them. The old box of ball pythons where everybody would go down to pick out what would look neat. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. And that's how it, that's how it all started. Uh, back then, you, could get, you couldn't give them away. Yeah. And then they started producing morphs out of it and finding different stuff and that's where it blew up to where it is now and now of course everybody can make millions and yeah well that's the dream that they sell they don't drill they don't necessarily sell the snake they sell the dream that you can make a bunch of money off of this which is crap so that goes back to my why i think a lot of people get out of this hobby yeah because they they jump in a lot of people the problem is is a lot of people especially like the people that take out loans and jump head first into this and then they get there they breed they make animals and they go to try and sell these things and they realize oh shit they're not moving yeah and uh and then they get in a hole they can't get up out of the hole because they don't have enough regular income from their normal job to pay down this debt that they've incurred oh yeah and now they're just in this steady cycle of can't climb out of this hole that they've made for themselves and so they try and dump everything and get out of it all together but when people do that, they're dumping so many animals on the market at one time, it just floods the market. And you have thousands of people doing that right now at the same time. So the market's so flooded. Well, a lot of them, they got all those ball pythons, and that was the first thing they ever even owned. Yeah. Right? And they don't even know the other things exist. Yeah. And so if they just would have eased into it, that may not even have been the route they would have gone. And I think a lot of people would be surprised at how fast some of the non-ball python things would sell if you were breeding those. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think ball python people get into this thing, well, snakes They get selling. tunnel vision. Well, they go, snakes aren't selling. I'm like, well, no, no, no. No, no, no. They're snakes selling. It's just things. our ball pythons aren't yeah. selling. There are some things that people don't have to do shows because their animals sell yeah. before they ever have to do a show. Yeah. Just just like the uh, falsies. Yep. That, that's another animal that I was looking at getting into. I and love false, false water cobras. Water cobras. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they are some of the coolest animals that there is on the face of the earth. I love them to death, and they'll eat anything. <laughs> and I think that is amazing as a keeper standpoint. <laughs> yeah, you go to the because, Asian market and shop for your animals. Yeah, just grab you a fish or something. Some fish, take, frog legs, whatever, uh-huh. chicken. It's, I mean, 
They're they're wild, but like I love I love them. They, but it's like the indigos that we saw yesterday on the table. Yeah, it was really cool. Like yeah, the indigos. He he brought ten. He's got five left yeah. from the first day, and those things were he had what three hundred dollars a pop on them. No, the indigos were like twelve hundred. Yeah, twelve hundred dollars a pop. Yeah, I didn't pay attention that yeah, well. It shows. <laughs> <laughs> but twelve hundred dollars a pop. He's moved five of them. Yeah, that's. If we had it, James would have one. I, I, well, I do have an Eastern Indigo. Yeah. Or an Eastern Indigo. Eastern's are pretty. Well, they just they poop so much. I don't they know. poop so much. So much. That is my only drawback on Indigos. They that poop is a star, so much. Star tortoise balloon. Oh, have you not nice. seen these? These are what? amazing. I don't know where they're coming from, but they are like, they're not the balloon animals. No, they're like printed They're like balloons. printed balloons with huh. helium in them, and they're... Some of the ones that have been walking out are spectacular. There's also a vendor who has a stuffed animal of a box turtle, and the box turtle can actually close up into its shell like a box, like they do in real life. And I kind of want one for my t- for my classroom, um, but I don't know who has them. Did you see all the bean sprouts walking around? No, yes. I, I, I bought one. <laughs> They're cute, but it makes me think of the Dr. Seuss book, Daisy Head Maisie. All right, so the first thing I thought of when I saw one was uh, the movie Wally, the little bean sprout yes. that they're carrying around in the boot trying to protect. Yes. That was the first thing I thought of, and that's why I went and bought one. That's and it's been yeah, on I my gotta have one all now. day yesterday. Wait, now Katie has to get one. I got to go get one now. Yes. Corrupted another one. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think you're going to start diversifying and getting some other Yes, stuff? that's that's one of my top things on my agenda with this next coming year is to start we're 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 getting to a point where we're starting to hone in on exactly what we're wanting to make in the ball pythons like a direction like i've always had a lot of dark stuff i really love dark stuff uh, but taylor doesn't really and uh and she hates me for loving the dark stuff but it feels, it feels weird you keep saying that Let's go dark, darker ball pythons. I, I like all the darker ball pythons just too. Going, I like the dark stuff. <laughs> and Taylor doesn't like that. I like the dark. Oh stuff. Oh my god! Of course, James goes there when we're talking about snakes. But uh-huh. uh, that's creepy. No, I like a lot of the darkening genes. So, like, but you got if you go go look at my table. Like, I have chocolate all over my table, and GHI and black pastel and 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 so that's and that's cool. But if you're going to have to try and sell, you've got yeah, you got to you've got to have a diversity of animals, and so that's what we've started doing this past year. Like we bred for to get some bales back on the table, and because we hadn't had bales in a couple of years, and to because I just was making stuff that I thought was cool, and which, and which you which is do. which is exactly should. what you should do. But you have to. But you're the one you can refine that. Stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Because uh, the biggest thing, like, is just breed what breed what you like. Keep what the coolest stuff that you really like, and then sell the other stuff yeah. that you don't need. That's the that's everybody's dream to do it. And yeah, and just, to, don't just go buy a bunch of everything and, yeah. and then just start. Because then that's when you get in over your head. That's exactly what happens. You get in over your head. You've got all of these semi kind of average animals that it's not something that you you know you had a dream of what you wanted to make it's just you were trying to make stuff for profit and you're not going to make profit again you will not make money i'm gonna (laughs) gonna stop bull for just a second so i can put this windsock on his microphone katie talk okay um so well i think we're going to talk about this u.s arc thing in a little bit so i can't really talk about it yet um, if you haven't been to a Herp show, you definitely should check that out soon. Okay, They're steady coming through the door here at Conroe, so I may have to disappear in a minute. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're good. You're good. 
But, uh, so yeah, the, all, all the darker jeans are cool, but you're at the point where you're fine. We talked a year ago about yeah. the white trash jean. Yeah. And which we, we laughed <laughs> off. <laughs> we laughed off. And my, my wife, I love her to death, but she would not let me hold back stuff from it because she said we're not holding back a bunch of fucking normal. It, it does look to the normal person. It does, it look, does look like look a normal. normal. But and to, to someone who hasn't seen that, it's hard to believe that something in your collection could be different from what everyone else, the big guys have. And, yeah, and exactly. it may not be. And it may not be. But, but what we're noticing could, in it is definitely different. It's definitely different. And, and inheritable. We've seen, you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it for three years now. It is definitely inheritable. So, and, and it's usually only three or four of the snakes in the clutch have it. So it looks like it's like something incomplete dominant. Yeah. And so, so that's a fun project for the next That's year. a fun thing that I'm also doing with the ball pythons this next year or well, two years from now when I try to prove that out cuz I kept some babies and we're going to breed them back to the moms which for the people that don't know you can do that in snakes. It's yes, it's it, not in, it is. It is incest, but, but it's but it's not it's dangerous always, to it's do. It's always hard to explain to people that incest is okay. <clears throat> like genetically, it is genetic. Geti- genetically in snakes it is okay. We look at it socially not it's, acceptable. It's called line breeding. Well, is yeah, we call it line breeding. So it sound so bad. Yeah, but that is how because people people get scared of incest. With that said, though, it is important that at some point once you have that, you have to break that line. Yeah, you, you have to. That. Yeah, you you have to outsource and break that line and bring in new fresh blood. Which every now which and for now. you may end up being easier said now because you think you may have two females unrelated that have. Yeah, so it it might already be pretty very pretty easy. Uh, very secretive about what it is because i don't want to say too much about what it is but yeah uh and we don't know fully we're, we're yeah we don't a, we don't know yet hopefully we, in a year or two we'll i'm not more. yeah i'm not gonna come out and say i got all the blah 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 but it, and i don't know yet no it, right now it's just a big maybe but that's the fun part of it when something pops up that you've never seen before and other people get excited about it and you get excited about it and that's when it gets really really fun yeah and and then it to be something that you discovered that you didn't even know it was there. Yeah. And nobody knew it was there. The person that sold you the snake didn't know it was there. And then it just came out. That's when it gets really fun. So y'all should watch B&T Reptiles for the next couple of years. And, and we'll keep you updated too because we'll have Bull on again about it. Oh, yeah. Especially once we get babies from the next breeding. But, yeah, but back to the, the whole diversifying thing. I do want to start working with some colubrids. Yeah. And starting with the like the falsies and bull snakes, I really love bull snakes. Mainly fitting. The 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 biggest part of why I looked up like and started researching bull snakes is because they had the same name as me. (laughs) I love that you admitted that. That's so fabulous. And so, but as as I've looked at them and played with other people's stuff and seen them at the shows and stuff, the more and more I've really fell in love with them. And so. In the next coming year or so, we're going to start working. But we got to get moved into our new house first. Yeah. We got a baby. Because we got a baby. That's, and that's, one, that's one change since the last time we had you on. Yeah. Yeah, we had a baby. She's five months old now. She's a little angel. But she's, she's adorable. She is the cutest thing She really ever. is. Like, I was telling Taylor the other day, I said, look, you can have sweet babies and you can have precious babies. All babies are sweet. All babies are precious. But not all babies are cute. Uh-uh. I was like, and you and Bull really made one of the cutest. She's got dimples on look, both sides on, of her cheeks. On. So this girl just walked in with a crop top. Oh, it, I know. Oh, my windy God. and yeah. like. Yeah, I know. It's never too cold to she's, be a hoe. She's trying to pull it down because <laughs> she she's cold. She bless her. all cold. I'm like, maybe if you wore a jacket. 
wore real close. Uh, anyways, anyways but, but yeah, no, y'all, y'all really do have one of the cutest babies. It's like Gerber baby cute. Well, oh yeah. So, when yeah. We, so like literally the girls that Taylor worked with, works with at the hospital, and they when she st- started showing them pictures after she come back to work. They're like, oh, my God, she is so cute. You should apply her to try and be a baby mama. I said, I'm not pimping my baby out to Gerber. What's wrong with you? Well, it's like, so look, did your OBGYN, when y'all went for uh, like doctors, did they have pictures of babies like that were born there? Mm-hmm. All right, so ours did, too. And we'd sit in those old rooms and see those pictures. And some of them were ugly. Yeah, bad. And so I always told folks, I was like, before our kid was born, I was like, if our kid's ugly when she's born, we're not taking pictures. And people were like, you'll love her. I was like, I didn't say I wouldn't love her. I'll still love her. But, but I mean, I'm going to know if she doesn't look cute. Bruh. If she looks, some of those babies look like aliens. Dude, I got to go to my register. I'm just saying, like. All right, uh, let's be in bull then. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. There's Don't just, work. there's way too many well, people coming in. Break, come back. Okay. All right. But, um. You're good. All right, there we go. She's shut down. Bye, Katie. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's. Cute Baby, only drawback of Cute Baby is my entire photo album in my phone. It's all baby. It's all baby picture. <laughs> I can't tell. I can't get enough of them. <laughs> She's for, and everybody at work, I know they've got to get tired of me because I'll be just scrolling through them. Like, look what she was doing this morning. So I, I, one thing I do want to talk about because it is reptile related and, and people, other people do have to deal with this problem. I had to deal with it and you had to deal with it. Uh, you were going to have a baby and people asked you, Hey, so when are you getting rid of the snakes? Oh, my God, dude. Right. As soon as we we told her mama that Taylor was pregnant, she was like, okay, so when are y'all getting rid of the snakes? I said, I'm not getting rid of the snakes. I see people all the time that end up getting oh rid of their animals because they have a baby, and I'm like, why? Why? Lock a cage. Lock a, if your biggest fear... They're not... They're... But they're not big, even big enough to if, hurt her. But if your biggest fear is it could get out and hurt her, lock the cage. Yeah, get lock a lockable the cage. cage. Like so many lockable cages. Out All there. of ours are in a separate room. Okay, yeah. we have a we have one of those you know those air stopper socks. Oh, the doors, yeah. It slides across the bottom of the door. You close the door, nothing can come in and out of that room. Yes. So I mean, that's never been a fear of mine, even with babies and everything, because nothing can get past that air stopper. And I got that thing just to stop because I was losing a lot of heat out yeah. from under that door in that room because I was trying to keep that room about 75 versus that's the rest of our house. I'm not, that's, I'm, look, you're a fat guy like me. That's got to be miserable. Well, I mean, you open the door and go in there and start working, it cools down. It, it, it adjusts to the rest of the house. I'm not, my I'm not. rest of my house stays about 68 to 70. Yeah, that's me too. And so, but, so I did that and so I've never been worried about a snake getting, I've had snakes get out of their boxes but they're stuck in that room, yeah. and I find them like 30 minutes later. Yeah, if 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 you are getting rid of an animal, of a snake, because you're having a baby, because you're afraid that the snake might kill your baby, you might need to rethink the whole parenting thing. Also, you yeah. know. you're retarded. <laughs> you, you, I'm sorry, you are dumb. Like, cause because there's so many things you can do that makes that not an issue. Now, I do have I I have a big ass boa. So, uh, well, I have a seven and a half foot long boa. Yeah, I won't get the boa out around her because awesome. because. Literally just for the fact that no, the boa is not big enough to eat her. First, let's clear that up for all of the people that think that. That snake's not big enough to swallow her. Well, and also, you and I aren't keeping snakes like some, I say normal, some non-breeder people. Yeah. The regular person, like, we're not keeping it in a glass tank in the living room. Right. We're just putting books on top of right. it, hoping it doesn't get out. Right. Like, we're not doing that. No. So if, if you're doing that, then yes, maybe you should get rid of the animal because you can't be trusted. Yeah. 
That, but that's your that, fault. Yeah, that's you. That's not. That's the not the animal. That like I have locking PVC enclosures for my like my big boa. He's in a locking PVC enclosure. Yeah. It's a six by two, and he's not going nowhere. Yeah. But I don't bring him out around her. Just I don't think nothing would happen. But it's more for Taylor's peace of mind because she gets worried because Taylor can't hold that handle that snake by herself. Yeah. Because she. I mean, she's little. Taylor's little, you know. Person. She's a small person, so she can't strength-wise handle that snake by herself. I always have to get it out, and she cleans. And look, I'm not gonna downplay that kids haven't been killed by snakes before. Right, they have. Right, but that's not again not the snake's problem. Anytime that's the that's an irresponsible bro- keeper. Keeper. That's yeah. all that was. That is somebody that wasn't keeping up with their shit. Yeah, if you if you really like having snakes, you can find a way. You will look, always find it. a way. Tell, look, a lot of our friends have kids mm-hmm. and snakes. Yeah. So Hell, we have we we have snakes and rats and still find a way even with the I have seen so many people that like we don't have the time to take care of all of it anymore. You find time. Yeah. There's so many other things that if you really love doing it, you will. There's so many other things that you can cut out yeah. to find the time. Don't, don't use just, the kid as an excuse here. The snake. If you want yeah. to get rid of the snake, get rid of the snake. If, if you fine. want to get out of it, get out of it. That's, I mean, that's your that's but your also, prerogative. You know, you don't but, want to, and you know you can properly do it. Don't let someone pressure you out of it. Exactly. Don't let family go. Like, you, if you got to, if horrible. you got a baby, you need to get rid of them snakes because that snake gonna eat that baby. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's gonna come in there, lay next You're to it night after night, and size it up, and then eventually, yeah, yeah. Eventually, <laughs> it's gonna it'll go off food for a couple months, and eventually, it's gonna eat it. I know my cousin's aunt's uncle's neighbor's nephew said that. Yeah. He's seen it on the Facebook. <laughs> You're a dumbass. Oh, anyway, so I, I just wanted to bring that up because I knew you came, and Katie and I had to deal with that too when we had Joe. Uh, a lot of people like so. And are, you have you mostly like sand boas and stuff, small have, snakes. I got some big boas. But you got, yeah, you do but have even, some big but boas. It, but it could be garter snakes. Yeah, and, and, and people will boas. still are think that. Speaking of garter snakes, that's one. the other one we listen. talked about yesterday. I, I don't really yesterday. want, that's not something that I want to breed. So let's, go, so let's get to that. The, if you were going to start putting stuff in your collection, pet-wise. Pet-wise. I, I, I don't think about that in this hobby. They're like, I've got, I've got something. I've got to get two of them. So no, them. No, you don't. No, you don't. Now, yes, I would get multiple garters, but that's, just, so because, that's just because you can co-have garters, and they do wonderful. They actually do better in groups than they do by themselves. And there's also so many subspecies and, and colors. There are so many. And they are beautiful. I, that is number one on on my list of stuff that I really would just like to have as a pet. Yeah. There's breeder projects stuff that I've looked at that I would I would I think I would have fun breeding, but garters is something that I think I would just have fun keeping well, because you like a, a big cage set up with oh, like dude. Your, your guards and then you just put a bowl of like fish in there and yes. they go crazy over them. All right, so I saw on uh YouTube the other day this dude had a massive enclosure like it took up one whole wall of the room. Wow. And I mean it was massive. And there was like 20 plus garters. In there. Oh, that'd be freaking odd. It's like walking into nature. He, yeah, exactly. And he had, um, you know, those uh, big, realistic looking water dishes that they make yeah. out of the uh, um, like, Universal Rock. Yeah, that, yeah. All right. So he had one of those buried down in the substrate in the bottom. So it looked like a little Body pond. Water, yeah. And he had, he kept it stocked with fish. And they would oh. come in and naturally hunt the fish. So you could do that. And I think if you, if you got a house with enough yard, mm-hmm. a greenhouse. I've always thought about getting a greenhouse, just a small greenhouse, and then just like fully decking it out yep. like a jungle or like nature. And you could do that with a water feature uh-huh. and then do garden. You could even just do native garters. So if anything gets out. If yeah, if anything does get out of it, it's not going to hurt anything. Native garters maybe 
uh, a turtle here or there, mm -hmm. or you know, some throw some lizards in there. And you could have a walk-in jungle to yeah. go. Just go and sit just down. Just go and, and sit down and watch. Could you imagine that? That'd be that would be so bad. So water feet, you just, just a chair in there. You walk in. There's a knolls running everywhere. Garter snakes everywhere. Mm -hmm. You could throw a couple of corn snake, whatever, in there, and just hang out. Maybe some Nerodia, some, some cool water snakes. Louisiana pine snake. You Louisiana. Well, I'm legal, if you legally get it. Legally. Yeah, legally. If you legally get legally. it. Legally. <laughs> do not go out and catch one, although good Do luck not. I trip. live in Louisiana. Do not go catch one. Do not go catch it. And if you do see one in the wild, just feel yourself, like, you're, be honored. Cause be honored because not many ever do. I, I saw, I, I've lived in Louisiana my whole life, and for the first time, two years ago, for the first time, I saw a snake that I've never seen. What was it? Coral snake. Oh yeah. Never. I've seen I've, milk. I've seen milk snakes, but I have never once seen a coral snake. I've my never seen one life. in the wild. I've released some back into the wild. Yeah. That, well, that's. I've seen them. You yeah. know, at shows and stuff like that. But I've never seen one in the wild. And my hunting lease, where where I hunt at on the outskirts of town, we were walking through trails, scouting deer trails, and Taylor goes, "Oh!" and she jumped, and in mid step she saw it and she like hopped over it because she almost stepped on it, and I was like, "Oh." Shit, that's a cool snake. I've got to remember. So a friend of mine was checking pine snake traps. She was mm -hmm. helping the state check pine snake traps, and found it was either a coral eating a milk, or a milk eating a coral. That's crazy. See them one going into the other, basically. That's crazy. Yeah, this mimic, and the actual one. Uh, I, I saw. I still think the coolest snake in Louisiana. That I guess if I had something like a greenhouse, I could keep are buttermilk racers. I, I, I mean. I've said it on here before. When I moved to Louisiana, all I'd ever seen was like the field guides where it's like a drawn picture, and it was like it's blue. And I'm like, snakes aren't fucking blue. That's ridiculous. No, it is. And the first time I saw one in the wild, I was like, it's fucking the blue, blue racers, yeah, the blue with the white specking yeah. all over it. I mean, they are they are so pretty, beautiful. Yeah, we call them back home. We call them blue racers. Yeah, what everybody calls them around the house. But yeah, they're gorgeous. There's a they're population not far from where I used to live that was brown. Really? They were they were brown with tan and light brown speckling. I've never seen Instead of blue like with white speckling. It was where I used to, this little country school I used to teach at. In that area, I had a kid bring me one at school. And then I also went hiking out in that area and found another one in that same area. And they're, and they're brown. That's it's crazy. Like a little, like a subspecies in a locality. Yeah, a little locality, just a little pocket of them. That's crazy. But that would be cool, a greenhouse full of some native snakes and yeah. stuff and just walk in and yeah. hang out. Yeah, it would be a great place to just come in and hang out. Bring, like, especially, like, you as, like, a teacher standpoint, that could be a great learning tool for, oh, yeah. for kids. Bring, bringing kids in, let them see in all of the native species that yeah. are in the area that they could encounter out in the wild and stuff like that. Like, but, but that goes back to the, the keeping stuff as a pet. Like, there's a lot of things you keep. If you are keeping it as a pet, you're going to set it up different, right? Yeah. You're going to do a beer cage. Yeah, you're, you're going to do that cage. because when you're keeping something as a pet, you're keeping you you want to see it. You know, you want to be able to engage with it, see it, everything that it's doing and stuff. And that is another big thing in the hobby of whether you should keep stuff in glass tanks or you should keep stuff in racks or in cages and what think, you should how you I should think keep. If it's a pet, it should be in a cage or tank. Yeah, yeah, right, All right. Look, we have to keep in racks because we're going to breed. And people are like, well, why don't you, if you're going to breed them, why don't you keep them in cage? There's a supply and demand thing, right? Yeah. It's not feasible for me to keep all. I don't know. How it's many not I've feasible got 50, for me to fifty sambos in not, cages. It's not feasible for me to keep 125 ball pythons in cages. Do you know how much space I would have to have and, to and keep that many in glass tanks? Well, and then people will bad mouth you. Well, then you shouldn't have. Well, them. then you shouldn't have. Them. But then but, how are the other people but, that want them as a pet eventually going to get them? Get from them you? if I'm not breeding them. Right. Well, right now that's not a big issue because everybody's <laughs> breeding them. But. 
you know, but yeah, it comes down to that is making something ergonomic enough to where it's doable. Yeah. And to to hand clean 125 glass tanks, oh. that would take a that would you would never stop. Yeah. You, that's why I strongly recommend PVC cages, though. If, yes. If you're gonna do a lot of people that don't realize that's an option for caging. Oh. PVC caging is so it's much so than much glass. easier. It's so much simpler. Drop it, it probably won't shatter. It won't shatter. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's a lot of times when you get into the bigger stuff, it's a lot cheaper to keep it in PVC than it is oh, glass yeah. because uh, I don't know if y'all have priced jack- big glass enclosures lately, but oh, they're freaking oh, expensive yeah. versus a PVC enclosure that, you know, I mean, it's a little expensive, but it's reasonably, it's a reasonable cost. And I know there's several people that make some really good products that, that vend at this show. Um, so one thing I do want to make sure we get to before you go is I've got this, and I, and I want to bring it up this weekend. Uh, we are in Texas, but right. I I lived in Louisiana. A lot of our vendors are from Louisiana. You're from Louisiana. We vend in Louisiana. And currently, U.S. Arc has got a thing out on alert for Louisiana. There's a band that... And when I lived there, there were several things that happened. I remember when I lived in Louisiana, they, they brought up the snake size rule. Yep, the snake uh, size rule. That anything over eight foot has to have a permit. Which is nice, because originally when they wrote that, it was six foot. Yeah. The original writing was six foot, which would have made big corn snakes on that. Yeah. And my, yeah. my it rainbow made, boas. Yeah. Uh, my my, my boa would be yeah. illegal. Like. Um, and then and then they went to eight foot. And then the problem we've talked about before, the problem with a lot of these laws is they... Uh, Jesus Christ, James. Silence your phone. It's my birthday. My mom's trying to call me, I guess. Mm. Uh, the problem with a lot of these bans is the way that it gets enforced. When it's, when it's written by, by Fish and Wildlife, those laws are very vague. They're very vague. And there were vague. so many people that could not answer the question, What if? well, if it's eight foot, is that the issue? If it can get eight foot, is that the issue? Right. And, and so people I talked to at one point was like, well, if we walk in and it, it's definitely over eight foot, then yeah, you need a permit. If we walk in and it may, we don't know, then you're fine. Are you getting a tape out and measuring it, though? Like, Because yeah. th- do you know how many people look at a snake and go, well, that's a damn 10-foot snake. Oh, yeah. And, well, and it's a six-foot snake. Same guys with the, uh, you know, 10-inch penis. Yeah, uh, exactly. So that's that's the uh, centimeter that, side of the rule, that's man. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so they had that. And now they're, so this band, let's see what they have on the card here. I got the little card. Um Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries has proposed extensive and overreaching regulation changes regarding reptiles and amphibians, both native and non-native species bans, harmful caging and care requirements, new permit requirements, and more. What can what do you know about all this? Since you are in the state, and it will directly affect you if all this happens. Well, um, if it if it passes, like uh, one of the big problems is they're going to make it to where it it's not if the snake is eight foot, but if the snake can become eight foot, can grow to eight foot. Which means everybody that breeds boas, um, retics, carpet, pythons. carpet pythons, anything that can get over 18, 8 foot, when they bring babies to our snake to vend for our shows, they're going to have to get specialized permits for all of their snakes just to bring them across the line. Jesus. Just to sell. And then on top of that, the caging requirements are ridiculous. Some of the stuff that I was looking at with that, it, it doesn't even make sense. And it just makes you hearken to like all the horror stories that you see coming out of Florida of people of wildlife and fishery coming in and killing people's snakes and yep. stuff like that. And then the ban that they're putting on venomous. 
but it's I, it's a shit deal all around. Yeah, it's it's. It, please give U.S. Art for one, because um, they're they're the number one people fighting for this. Yeah, they're 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 the main people fighting this, and if if you are in the reptile hobby in Louisiana, I, or go it, even anywhere. not anywhere, if you're in the reptile hobby anywhere because they were just do, fighting for florida they fight for all the states well if this passes in and louisiana then it'll move on then it's uh, it's a chain Alabama, reaction Alabama, effect it's Georgia. a domino effect yeah they'll just if they get it through in one they'll just keep trying to push it in every state until it finally gets to your state sign the petitions donate to us art help these people keep our way of life afloat because if they had their way they'd completely push us out because they don't get us they don't understand people that want that want a snake in their house <laughs> well and this says uh comments must be submitted by march 6th i'll make sure they have this up before then uh-huh all contact information details and even sample letters if you're not sure how to write a letter to your congressman or to these people they've got sample letters you can print you can sign it can be from yep. you uh, and more on their website at usarc.org please go check them out again th- these these things happen all the time and us Arc has shut down so many laws that have tried to pass yeah and hopefully this is another one they're able to do but it's dangerous yeah it is it's very dangerous it's just another way that the government's trying to slowly reach into your home life and tell you what you can and can't do at home yeah and because uh, we know that keeping these things aren't like if you keep them properly if you keep them properly it is not a danger is, to you or anyone if they ban these it only hurts me and you it yeah. doesn't hurt the one that's doing this incorrectly it, yeah they're gonna do it illegally no matter they're, what they're gonna keep them any no matter what I mean, you got all kinds of people that do this illegally. Look, but all the all the gun bans. My my dad is a is a. a it's, it's it's exactly a, it's a like much, the gun laws. But, but their organization is far better organized yeah, than we are. Way better much organized. Bigger. They have more money and they're more organized. And just they got so much more political backing too. Yes, and it's very uh, easy to fight against snakes than it is much easier yeah. to fight against snakes than guns, right? Yep, because it's it's the same thing. It's just they want to control it. Yeah. I mean that's all there is to it. They're not getting a slice of the pie, so they feel like they need to cut it out. So go go check out US Arc. Please help them. Be a member. Give them money. Uh, but we'll get back to your table before. Yeah, Taylor. definitely. Kill Taylor's us. probably getting pretty pissed by now. <laughs> so uh, we will we will definitely check back in with Bull in about a year, maybe a little year and a half. Yeah. And uh, see how that white trash is working out for you. Hell yeah. I'm very interested in that one. I'm Come on. I'm invested in that now. I've got, I, I want to know. Uh, Come on. Uh, come check us out on on Facebook and uh, Instagram. We have BNT Reptiles, and uh, come see us at the Herp shows. We'll, we're any Louisiana at most show. any Louisiana show, Louisiana show we're at, and we're at most of the Texas shows. Yeah, so come check them out. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll be back later with someone else. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, we're back at Conroe. So uh, we had our first interview earlier. Yes, we're slowing down a smidge at the front, so I shouldn't have to leave this time. That's yeah, so we did all the interviews on I Sunday. I say that as time. like 30 people walking the door. Uh, that's four. And it feels like 30, James. You haven't been at the register all day. This is what you teach English, not math. Got it. Uh, so our guests are Megan and Adela from Baytown Wetland Center and Baytown Nature Center. So yes. two different areas, two different places. We're actually, it's like the same thing, but it's like a sister facility. Gotcha. So we have the Eddie V. Gray Wetland Center, and then our sister facility is the Baytown Wetland uh, Nature Center. Okay. That's cool. That's a lot. This of, is a place we haven't been yet since we, we moved have, here. We have not. We'll have to yeah. add it to our list to go check South it out. South Houston, a good place to be. Is so it South Houston? Yeah. Oh, so like live, like well, live it's in Baytown. Yeah, James. it's like an hour yeah. from he, uh, from Conroe. Like so. just because just because the names is Baytown doesn't always means in Baytown. I, I don't trust names. Oh. Some, 
So, but a big downside of that park, you can go buy a mm -mm. Bucky's and then you can go go visit. Bucky's is worth it. Just go for the Bucky's. Yeah, we don't. So in Pearland, we have a um, a Bucky's. I'm doing air quotes for people that can't see it. It's if you've ever been to a Bucky's, don't go to Pearland for Bucky's. It's, well, it's like a down. regular it's gas like station. Cheese. Well, there's two. Yeah. We have two. We have we have we have one that has food and like T-shirts, and it's about the size of a big gas station. And then we have one that if you see it on a map, because it's what we did when we first moved here, and we we're looking for houses, and uh, we're driving around. And we saw Bucky's on the thing. We went, let's go to Bucky's. And we went, it's just a gas it's station. It's got to be like the smallest Bucky's it's, ever. No. It is. It is. There's two of them. It's that one and the one in Alvin. That and one in Alvin. That's the one. I drive past that one all the time. I teach in Alvin. Yeah. That's, so sad. It's just a gas station. Yeah. Like, if you want beaver nuggets, that's about all you're going to But they for. line up for that one. There's one right across the street, and they line up for the Bucky's one. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. I, Texans are proud of their Bucky's. They are. Even if it's a small Bucky's. Bucky's yes. and HEBs. Texans oh. love. Hey, now, I love Every, me some HEB -E -E now. Oh, I like HEB. -E <laughs> I'm just saying that's. Bucky's they have, cool. They have a lot of lactose-free options for oh, people like me that can't important. have it. Okay. Very important. <laughs> I like Bucky's because the turkey sandwiches. And you can order, like, one thing of fries, and it's 700 pounds of fries for, like, 25 cents. Bargain. <laughs> I, I love it when you order it on the machine. It says small fry, and it is not a small fry. No. It's an entire it's, bag of fries. So Exercise portion. So what I'm understanding is we're going to go eat lunch at Bucky's in Baytown one day, and, and then we're, we're going to go check out the Nature and Wetland Center. Yes. That's what I'm a gathering from day. this whole conversation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because we'll walk off the french fries that I got at Bucky's. Yep. Told you. I sat down and we got busy again. It'll, it'll be fine. They'll, they'll sell them tickets. These people want to go inside. <sighs> okay, fine. It's cold outside. They're, they'd rather be in here. They'll be okay. Breeze. All right. So let's get into this. Uh, so, Megan, tell us about your location. Then we'll get to Adela and we'll talk about her location. Perfect. So the Wetland Center, they're like 10 minutes from each other. Gotcha. So um, Tracy Prothrow, she, she frequents here all the time. She was here yesterday. She's like a celebrity down in Baytown. We call her the queen of the wetlands. But um, so she runs both of them. Okay. So the Wetland Center is an educational facility. So we'll do field trips and outreach programs there. Um, we have like a full science lab with a bunch of microscopes and specimens that people can come look at. We have um, like the back part of our place has all of our reptiles and we have different animals and things. Mostly native, we do have exotic just to educate people on different wildlife that we have in Texas. We have like a whole section of pelt all sorts of things. We have a kid's room. Um, we have a coastal connections room, which is like all aquatics. So we'll have like blue crabs and things like that that you can find in Baytown. And then we have Gator World, which is our star pupils, our alligators. So Cute. anywhere from like four months to one year old alligators. You're beating on the, the springs I'm on passionate. this thing. I know, the springs on this thing. Get loud. Don't break the table. It's not, it's not ours. I'll flip the table by the end. I'm just kidding. When I talk about those alligators, I'm just kidding. So, so drop the mic, just flip the table. So you said that you do education programs from field trips. Do you guys do stuff on Saturdays and Sundays for field trips as well? Or are you? is it like a seven-day-a-week um, thing that you're open? So or? Saturdays is our big birthday party, so we have birthday parties coming Saturday. Gotcha. So we're open okay. Monday through Saturday, and we're free every day, so Monday through Saturday. And then people can rent um, our salt marsh room. We have axolotls in there, which is very fun. Um, to do birthday parties, and then they get like a one-hour section in the salt march room and a one-hour tour of our whole facility. That's and awesome. That's for Saturday. So I run the zoology club at my elementary school. Oh, awesome! I'm a fourth-grade English teacher, but mm -hmm. obviously, you know, I have eight well, class and pets. And we both also used to work at a zoo. At a zoo, ran I ran the education department. Okay. Okay. Um, but my kids are—we're all different grade levels, so we're looking at places that we can go visit. And this sounds like something that would be right up their oh, alley, it's perfect, and it's yeah. close enough. So. It, yeah. So it's a—we do custom field trips. Our big thing is fifth grade and seventh grade, and mm -hmm. then at the nature center, Adela does a lot of high school programs as well. 
So, um, but bless our, you, bless yeah. your soul. Yes, our education <laughs> coordinator Gina, she's really good at making custom plans too for the Welland Center, and then Chrissy can do custom plans for the Nature Center. So Nature Center is like our outdoor facility. It was like hiking, all that kind of stuff. And the Wetland Center is more inside. Like if you want to do microscopes or take a look at our animals up it's close. It's the wind from the door. You're okay, James. I know. I, just... <laughs> I saw you I... looking around trying to figure what? out where it was coming from. It's a ghost. I... Sa- the ghost. Sound, sound is all my, always the thing I worry about. It is. I know. And it's okay. <laughs> 200 episodes. I'm still worrying about it. I can bang the table to distract you from the wind. <laughs> Let phones go she off. She can sing great with us. <laughs> God, it is. Oh, yeah, I'm shaking. The man. wind is rough today. Look at all these like, people coming. Katie, is. how do they get I tickets know. if you're not there? I know. Oh, no. Y'all. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's actually a line. That's you? actually serious. Okay, you learn more about the nature no, center. No, you're staying here. They're fine. No, They're fine. let me just get the line down. I'll They're, get the line down. Learn. They'll never learn. She's okay. gone. She's gone. She's gone. She'll be back. Hey, you're going back. I will. Okay. So, God, that wind is crazy. I know. Yeah. I did not expect it to be that cold up here, but uh, it's a little it's chilly. It's also cold in the back. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't escape it. That'd be all fine. Just think warm thoughts. <laughs> exactly. So, at the wetlands area, how big of an area are we talking? Like, acre, which is wise, how big are y'all? How big is the, the building? It used to be a bowling alley, actually, which is very random. So, if you think of a bowling alley, um, there's like a small front office, and that's where our salt... Like when you first walk in our lobby, we have our salt moss room, our volunteer room, and that we have our science lab in the front. Gotcha. And the back is pretty big, so it looks it looks small from the outside. It's really big on the inside. So do y'all have anything like? Is it just a building, or do y'all have a like on like land there? Or yeah. So or? we have their building, and then we have a big parking lot, and then we have picnic tables for a lot of our field trips. Gotcha. We'll do programs outside, and then we actually have a loading dock for. Uh, we have part of the bay behind us as well. Gotcha. So boats can come, like, do loading dock, and we have people fish back there, like a small dock along with the loading dock as well. There's apparently the a boat. hurricane outside. I know. Texas, what can you do? I did not expect it to be that. It was not that windy this morning. I was like, oh, great, we'll be good. It was windy yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we'll be fine today. Yeah. Uh, so how long have y'all been open out there? I think it op- – I might be wrong. I think ni- – I know tr- maybe Tracy started in 1998, but it's been, I think, past it. It's a long gotcha. time. Gotcha. Okay. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> men don't just bowl on the, on the on the bowling alley. Yeah, I wish that would be cool. They should have kept at least one <laughs> one lane, one lane for us. Keep two lanes so you can keep yeah. like play people play each other. Yeah, so you can come Little learn. competition, exactly. So how about the uh, the the dry part? So you've got the wet stuff now. The dry stuff. How's <laughs> what do y'all have? Oh, the dry stuff. I would think not very dry out not there. Not very dry out there. <laughs> so. Um, at the Nature Center, we have over seven miles of hiking trails, and because we're right there along the bay. Sorry. You can move it it closer. I know. Okay. I'm I'm a pain about. He's so bad about sound. Like, it's his only thing that he worries about. It's only because I listen to other podcasts, and then their sound's crazy, and then I'm like, after like three minutes, I'm like, I can't take that anymore, and then turn it off. Okay, I'm sorry. No, No, you're you're not. not. It's all him. It's not you at all. I'm going to get blown away here at some point. I didn't realize we were in a wind tunnel. It is like a wind tunnel. The people are checking out now because of the wind. They're like, you know what? Oh, I know. They're like, all that wind noise. I'm done listening to this. I don't oh, care. Now. No, this is te- they're getting the Texas experience. This is what it's like. Where it's hot one day and freezing yeah. the next. It's like a 4D kind of vibe. Like, just <laughs> feel the wind. You get yeah. everything. Yeah. Don't worry. It'll be 90 degrees, I'm sure. If they turn up their yeah. AC in their car, really, br- yeah. they'll like feel if it. If you're listening to this in the car, roll your window down right now. Yeah. And, and then you got it. <laughs> and then you'll feel like you're here. Yes. So so what so it's not very dry there. No, so it's a wetlands. Um, but it's or like specifically it's a full a setup. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's 
it's over seven miles of hiking, like I was oh, saying. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. We have um, four fishing docks. We have a playground for the kids, a bunch of like, um, I don't know if the burn ban is done, but there has like barbecue pits and stuff like that. Gotcha. So um, a little bit of history about it. So it used to be a neighborhood. Um, so you went the reverse route. Like, <laughs> instead of taking so, over nature and building a neighborhood, you said, screw your neighborhood, we're putting nature back. No, yeah, no, 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 no. take it back. <laughs> of course not, no. Um, so, uh, oh, little history lesson, right? So, and they discovered oil over there in Baytown, so Exxon came to harvest that. So it became a neighborhood, right? So gotcha. a lot of your executives would live there. Um, and so people need water to like cook and clean and all that stuff. So they would take it out of the ground in your aquifers, but they water wasn't replenishing fast enough. So in the park area, the ground has sunk anywhere between 15 to nine feet. Oh wow! And so when Hurricane Alicia came through, it completely fu- devastated the neighborhood. So it wasn't a wetland, and then it became a wetland because we destroyed it. Basically, <laughs> that's weird. Normally wow. we ruin wetlands yeah. by building neighborhoods. Like look at Florida. This is when Mother yeah. Nature said, "Here, well, hold my I'm beer. Sure. I'm taking it back." Oh, maybe it was a wetlands at one point, but it just became that all over again. That's cool. So FEMA came in and was like, "You can't live here no more." You know, a little sad, but. All right, hold on. I'm gonna fix something. Hold on. Oh, no, it's because you're at the angle from the door where the wind is blowing. It It was me the whole time. We took took the windsock off of one mic on our last interview to put it on the other mic, and then I didn't realize, because we had that one turned off, that apparently the wind hits that mic exactly. That's funny. Perfectly. And now now we're knocked over the little sign. Oh, I know. What a bully. That wind is a jerk. It has been today. Yeah. It reminded me of that in June when there's no wind and it's 110 and I don't want to go outside. Yeah, the grass is always hot. greener. It's going to be hot. Mosquitoes. That's why. Oh, yeah. like, Especially in the wetlands. I work outside, so oh. I think of everything. But you get, like, the giant mosquitoes out there. And if it's, like, a oh, real wetland, yeah. you get those, oh, what are those flies? There's, like, a fly that bites, too. I used to go oh, fishing the in the marsh. Oh, yeah. They're awful. Oh. They hurt. They, mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah. And there's a little noceum gnats, too. Those are annoying. Those are annoying. Yeah. I don't know what those are actually Basically, called. Basically, we're just saying all flying insects. We grew up. The wetlands are great. If it flies, it dies. No. Conservation's great, except no, for the no, insects. No, no, no. Yeah, the insects can go. But they're needed. They're needed, right? They I always, I always teach my kids uh, how horrible humans are, and I'm like, I can, I can prove it. We're the only organism you can actually get rid of, and the world gets better. Like, any other one we can name and we get rid of, and, like, it ruins a food chain somewhere. But as soon as you, like, wipe out humans, everything gets better. Like, it it for, like, the exception, like, on a food web, we're not even on the food web. It's no. like, and then there's humans up here. Well, like, like, we're not even on. Yeah. Well, you talk natural selection. I'm like, we don't even run that, do natural selection anymore. Like, mm-hmm. that's not even, yeah. human. we're out of that whole system. We're, yeah. like, I yeah. tell all my kids, like, if you have glasses, you shouldn't be alive. A lion would have eaten you. You wouldn't yep. have seen it sneak up yeah. on you. Oh, yeah, I can't see past my nose. I would yes, not have made it wrong at all. A bear would have grabbed <laughs> you. We just, we, we break all rules in nature, and then nature said, screw it, we're taking back this wetland because you took all the no, water out. No, but maybe adaptations would help. Because, you know, like, bats can't really see, but then they have really big ears. I don't know, maybe I'd get really big ears. I'll say, maybe <laughs> I'd have a really yeah. great sense yeah. of smell or hearing. Just smell a bear coming up? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It's hearing. like a superpower. That'd be impressive. Your superpower is smelling bears? I love how we went from talking about their facility to this. Yeah. I like it. It's connected. It's, it's connected. great, yes. I love a good spaghetti conversation. Oh, Never that's know us in. all that's the entire, time. Yeah. Our entire podcast. That's us all the time. <laughs> but no, but I love I love the because like so when you look at like uh, Florida and the Everglades, we've gone the exact reverse. There was a wetland, and they were like, you know what would be great? Houses and uh, like some parks and no wetland, and they they've gotten rid of the wetland. Whereas like here in Baytown, like you know what would be great? Oh crap! Now we have wetland again. 
Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. filled back in, yeah. move out. Nature always wins. It does. In the and end. so then in... Uh, 1991, that's when, like, the city of Baytown started becoming a wetlands. And then the birds just showed up. So we're part of the Eastern Bird Trail. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. So that's pretty cool. So Katie's not a big fan of birds. Uh, well, Especially you, at the Bucky's uh, there yeah, in the Baytown. Yeah, the bird fear, the fear of birds. So, so the grackles at... Uh, the grackles. Okay, let me... I have James, a friend that's scared stop. of the grackles. The just because it's your Baytown, birthday, that means you the get to talk. Apparently trying to kill her. It's your apparently. birthday? It is yeah. his birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday. <laughs> what an honor. Um, okay, so I... The big birds, like condors and eagles and things that could... Do legitimate damage to me, I'm not afraid of. It's the little ones like parakeets and macaws and like the sun conures and like that kind of stuff. They can be heartless sometimes. Those scare the crap out of me. Okay, stop it. Stop making people sound like it's the things you find at a pet store. No. You called (laughs) me from Bucky's in Baytown. That bird tried to come in the the car with me. It tried to come in the car. It called you home. It knows where you live. Unacceptable. (laughs) I almost died at Bucky's in Baytown. Because there's only about, the birds. There's about seven trillion grackles. Watch out for Baytown. I was not thinking. I had accidentally spilled some Chex Mix in the floorboard of my driver's seat. Oh. So I grabbed the food to toss out the window. Because there's seven trillion grackles there. At what point that became an open invitation for these birds to just come into the open car door with me. So I got the door shut before a bird got in. And they literally sat like on my side mirror at my driver's seat, pecking at the window. Is that when it started the fear or the before that? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that so was, was like immersive therapy. Almost. That was awful. Oh, that just, that was the most recent encounter. It started when my mother made me watch Alfred Hitchcock, the birds when I was movie. like nine. What has that done to people? I was I nine when she made me watch no, it. it. My favorite awful. is they're running in place with a screen moving behind them, hitting the fake bird on their shoulder. At the I mean, hilarious. I watch it now and it's great, but at nine, it traumatized I me. I don't know why. Mm. We watched it in ninth grade. I have no idea. I mean, it was an English class and I, but I don't know why that was something we watched. That's what you watched in ninth grade i don't know i just remember watching the birds going this seems like a weird thing to watch it's weird what your brain pick up i used to be scared of yoda from star wars like terrified Mm -hmm. i'm also afraid of mice that was because when i was in high school we read um fahrenheit 451 and at the end of the book spoiler alert if you haven't read it i haven't read it they use mice and rats to torture people and we watched that scene oh basically their face is in a box and the mouse is at the end of the box and the mouse comes closer to them and then ends up eating their face that would do it and we watched that my junior year of high school and it was horrifying lovely book no is they just give you trauma and send you yes. off into the real world. Yes. Here you go. So I don't do mice. <laughs> now you're and I don't do this, birds. You're afraid of all the stuff you don't know. Anymore. And then I got trapped in a room with a squirrel once, and I don't do squirrels either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're just talking about all my fears today. What happened? You're, you're ridiculous fears. <laughs> or roaches. You don't like being stuck in water. You no, thought you were going to no, live no, no, on no, your no, kayak no, no, that no, no, day. No. I don't have a problem being stuck on water. I don't go in the water. And that's not an irrational fear. There is shit in there that is better at being in the water. You could have gotten yourself off that bald cypress stump and you would have been fine. You straight up thought that was going to be your new place of residence. There are alligators in there and they're better at being in the water than I am. No, sir. You could have just knocked yourself loose. I ended up getting loose. I'm not going in the water. They're better in the water. No. Well, I don't go in the ocean. There's sharks, no. and they're better being in There's the water. Not, they're not going to get you if you go to the beach. No, they won't. Yeah. I'll be on land. <laughs> <laughs> wave at them from a distance. I'm, I'm a, I will have a 100% chance of not getting bit. Because you're not, not getting in the water? In the water. Okay, true. <laughs> so during the summer, I don't know if y'all saw, but... They had a hammerhead be in, like, knee-deep water. Yeah. So, there See? you go. Creep he's, up not, he's not crazy. See? He doesn't need help he's with not, this. But he's not, <laughs> he's not crazy, though. <laughs> Millions of years of evolution have made them far better at being in the water than me. So, I'm staying on land. They're good. Okay, okay. 
You, you have irrational feelings. Grackle, not going to do anything. Hammerhead shark. I thought that sucker life. was coming through my window. So in my <laughs> mind, it was going to do something. <laughs> Very nice. So at the wetlands, uh, so y'all have migratory birds come through and everything. When, when's your big time of the year? Ooh, so um, like in the fall and during the spring. And so like these guys will come in like these with their giant cameras. Oh, yeah, bird and, watchers. Yeah. Oh, and, I'm, and they're kind of... It sounds so mean, but like some of them are a little snooty. Like, ooh, my camera's bigger than yours, almost. <laughs> you know, comparing lenses. Have, have yeah. you ever seen the movie The Big Year with Jack Black, where he's a no. bird watcher? I have oh, not no, seen that I one. Have not. It's him. And I love Jack Black though, so I feel like yeah. I need to I'm watch. I'm surprised this. I haven't heard of yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think. No, it's hilarious. He's a, he's a bird watcher. And he's going for a big year where they're trying to see who can ever see the most birds. Ooh. Um, Is it an older film? I mean, it's 2011. It's Jack Black and Owen Wilson. That was. I mean, and, it's 13. And, and Steve Martin. How did I not see that? That's like all the what? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an amazing. Movie. Okay, we'll have to How find it and watch it. it. And, the, and their goal is to to try and see the most birds possible. Yeah. And uh, they're competing against each other and they're trying to find it's it's a hilarious movie. Bird watchers can be quite cutthroat though. They are. Oh, they are in this movie. Oh. Yeah. I don't blame them. That camera is probably worth more than my life. Oh, like twenty thousand. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's quite impressive. I'll get out like, of your the way. The shots that they get. Absolutely. And, I mean. It sounds so bad because I work outside, but I know like the common birds. But they see and they're like, "Oh, it's this." They can hear the, stuff. Yeah, too. yeah. And they, they know the scientific names. The scientific like Latin. Name. I'm like, they oh. also have this app like for the new people, and they'll just like record it, and I've then it tells tell you what, it what bird it is. Oh, that's what I need. Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty. cool. Our boss is a serious birder, so oh, yeah. she's one of those. She's <laughs> <laughs> a nice one. You should she's ask her if she's nice. ever seen The Big Year. I, we should. We should. Sounds like right up her alley. It's, it's We're going to have to find it now and watch it. I love that movie. I can't believe you've never seen it. I love uh-uh. Jack Black. But uh, do you ever see some of the pictures and you're like, that was taken here? Like, Because you well, work there, you see it all the time, and then you're like. Yeah. Like some, sometimes, right? But then she also travels and takes photos in other places. And I'm like, wow. And she shows us like the funny ones, right? <laughs> or like the really good ones. And she's like, look at his face here. And then we like to do commentary, like yes. give them an accent or something and yeah. what they're thinking. You know? there's, a, the best. there's a picture that's floating around a couple of uh, reptile pages. It's got shared on our Facebook page a couple of times for our podcast. Uh, it's a heron with a mud snake sticking out of its mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like someone got a picture of it. Like it's half the way out of its mouth. This mud snake's straight out. Mm-hmm. And this heron's trying to swallow it. It's like, it's a great picture. Wow. Oh, wow. National Geographic. Yeah, I mean, it may yeah, not be great amazing. for the mud snake. He probably died. But it's still oh. a great picture. Yeah, part of life. Yeah. That's so what, it. So I know you don't know all the scientific names on this, but what's the coolest bird that comes through there? I love the spoonbill personally. I love spoonbill. As regular people go, flamingos. And you have to go, it's not a flamingo. Okay, so this, Wetland is, flamingo. this is my boss's story. But, like, I think it's funny. So every single time that people are like, oh, it's a flamingo. And now she's kind of, like, skeptical of it. Because her kid went to Galveston for a fishing trip. And he was like, mom, I saw a flamingo. And she was... You're good. So you're yeah, trying to tell yeah. people they have multiple registers oh, open. okay. So... He comes back. He goes, "Mom, I saw a flamingo." And she goes, "I raised you better." You know, <laughs> that and is then, straight up wait, something we would tell our kids. So <laughs> later on, she sees on the news that a flamingo from Moody Gardens escaped, and That's so she's funny. like, "He's not a liar." So when people say, "I saw a flamingo," she's like, mm, "Maybe, maybe, you know? maybe." You know, but I think it's the funniest thing. But I love the spoonbill and the kingfisher. Oh, kingfishers! Oh, always. they're beautiful. They're fun to watch. Cool. Oh yeah, for sure. We uh, so when we worked at the zoo, we had herons come through every year, and so we'd have um, yellow crowned night herons, and they'd roost in our, oh, our trees. The problem was they we had a bayou behind our zoo, a bayou in the ditch, but uh, it was full of crawfish. 
Mm-hmm. So they'd go there to eat, they'd come up in the thing, and then they'd do shit all over the zoo. And, and the it'd smell, be like, because uh, they, they come out like boiled crawfish. It, they it's come out like so whole the crawfish, basically. They're, they're already red. It's like they cooked going oh through the intestines. And it just smells horrible. So for like three months in the middle of the year, you just got, you got to watch where you walk. And yeah. you, look, you look on the sidewalk for the spots where there's, oh, there's poop and everything so mm-hmm. that you know that there's a nest above it and just yeah. walk around that. Okay. The zookeepers would have to like shift around their responsibilities because they would go and hose off the sidewalks yeah, before the, sidewalks. the guests got a- arrived, mm-hmm. yeah. and it still didn't do much help, but it, you know it was at least something. But yeah, no, that was I always feel crazy. That sometimes, like the fishermen, they'll catch all this um, manhaden, and because they don't want the manhaden, like instead of putting it back in the bay, they'll just leave it right there on the side, and I then hate that. and then we'll have high school groups come in and then the whole bridge smells like fish and we're like yeah. I, I hate uh, any yeah. fisherman that uses the word trash fish for anything oh yeah no. I'm like every fish so, I, so we were fishing we used to go down to uh, Grand Isle in Louisiana we used to live in Louisiana and uh, we're taking our daughter and my dad and myself and my wife were out there on the little pier at night fishing mm-hmm. and then there was a guy that fish, he caught a hardhead catfish got it in and then he proceeded to beat it against the pier and that it was died our daughter Holy was cow. like four or five and, and she was like toss what it back in. I'm is like, happening I'm like just let the damn thing go yeah. like, you don't, if, you, if you don't want to catch it don't fish with shrimp on the bottom like where all the catfish I yeah, caught what? three no. of them like a month or two ago you ever yeah. caught uh, oh, the ones we have yeah the baby ones yeah we still have those at the wetland center have you ever caught those like Selfin catfish, the big uh, fin catfish that they have. I don't know if y'all have them. I know we got them. I don't know. I haven't. Cr- I don't really fish out there uh, that often. But honestly, it's like a mosh posh because it's brackish water. For oh, those yeah. that don't know, it's fresh and salt, right? So, um, in the summer months, we get like bull sharks, and oh, then yeah. in the spring, we also get dolphins. Oh, that's and then cool. sometimes you get your alligators because it's not that salty. Um, so, uh, especially after a big rain, when yeah, fresh yeah. water's coming through. Yeah, a lot of there. variety of out there it's so great. now a minute ago you said that you guys have fishing ponds so people are able to come and fish or yeah no? so they come and fish and what we ask is for them to fish we have a designated area do people follow the rules <laughs> you know yeah but um we like for them to fish on the outskirt of it not inside because we like to say that um we try to keep it as natural as possible gotcha right so i know some state parks you don't have to have a fishing license to fish that area do you guys fall in that category or do they uh, have to have a fishing license we to fish don't your area? ask but we do tell them that the game wardens come in and they, they do okay, gotcha. they do okay. just because you know yeah. i know some places you don't have to have a if fishing it, if license state, yeah. if it's a state park you don't have to have a fishing license yeah we're okay. from city we're like a yeah, we're a city, city of baytown city. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. gotcha that's different um good to know good to know dude is there a place in there for like like boat ramps? So there's there boats in there, or is it kayaks? Or uh, some people bring their kayaks. Um, I we do not have a boat ramp, but there's over no there, boat yeah, we have yeah. one at the wetland center, not at the yeah. nature center though. Gotcha. And I mean, you could just ride your little boat all the way out there. It's really not that far. I mean, driving wise. So now we like have a place to kayak. We have some. Yeah. Well, oh, cool. Yeah, because we were actually just talking the other day. Like, we finally got our kayaks over. My parents still live in the house that we own in Louisiana, mm-hmm. so our kayaks were over there. We finally got them here, and I'm like, all right, now we got to find places that we can go kayak around here. Yeah, you, so. could, you could kayak. The people bring their kayaks into the nature center, and sometimes they do that. Um, but also there's the kayak launch at the wetlands where you can actually oh, nice. like, put it and then, like, scoot nice. off. Oh, I love yeah. Yeah. You can so, double dip, literally. Yeah, double dip. Very cool. Yeah, because my kayak weighs a crap ton, so yeah. it launches. Like, <clears> awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very nice. So, give me, That's awesome. Give me more questions. Not off I the really top of my really head. I'm go. like, I want to go like search your website now so and what, like oh, yeah. plan trips and stuff. What reptiles do y'all have at the the center? At the Wetland Center, we have lots of species of snakes. Like I said, we have a lot of native snakes. Um, 
just to Texas because that's our main thing is educating people on like Texas wildlife and everything. Oh, I know look I at you now. <laughs> just kidding. And then we have um, some exotic um, like ball pythons. We have a uh, jungle carpet python, just a regular carpet yeah. python, all sorts of things. A red-tailed boa. We have a lot of cool stuff to see. We obviously have the gators. We have lots of different types of turtles, like aquatic, semi-aquatic, and then box turtles, tortoises. We have a little bit of everything. That's so awesome. Bearded dragons. Yeah, I'm totally planning a zoology trip now. It's a great place. And again, we can do a custom plan. For, it's funny, we were talking about like mosquitoes and how like terrible they are and how we wish they didn't. Our whole, we have like a seventh grade program where we like literally talk, or is it fifth grade? Fifth grade program where we talk about mosquitoes and the whole thing is like, we love mosquitoes to try to get them to love it. Do they at the end? Probably not. But just to show like the importance of little things and how they matter. So our daughter is uh, in a, the gifted science program at her junior high she's in seventh grader and their stem fair they have to do some type of project it can be an experiment it can be an engineering project or it can be a community advocacy so she opted to do community ad- advocacy this year and she actually chose snakes as what she wanted to advocate for i love that most people are like how can we provide food for a homeless shelter you know and our kid is like we're going to prove that snakes matter and we need them in our wildlife system and in that. our ecosystem and things like that but that's what she did. Her whole point, she was like, if one person walks away and they they want to save a snake, then I, I did what my goal was. Yeah. I, I reached out well, for her. Like, so you hate mosquitoes, but then you can think about the things that eat mosquitoes. Like like purple martins are mm-hmm. great for eating mosquitoes. Bats are great for eating mosquitoes. So like if someone likes those animals, then they have to inadvertently at least accept mosquitoes. Exactly. Like dragonflies will eat, like they can eat up to 300 mosquitoes in a day, like but one day. That's the scariest, that. cool. scariest larva on earth, by the way. <laughs> that's what we use. Dragonfly? Live mosquito larva. Oh, dragonfly larva. Dragonfly larva. Okay, I was like, we actually use mosquito no, larvas in our fine. lab. Have you ever seen dragonfly larva? Um, they eat fish. Like they look like little aliens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. The little nymphs. Yeah. Yeah, their whole mouth comes yeah. out and grabs a fish. No, it's like a, I haven't seen like the alien movie. Yes. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. There's videos you can find of eating minnows, like little mosquito fish. And they'll reach out and they grab, and it is the creepy. You're like, how does that turn into a dragonfly? Like, with, <laughs> if, if, I think like if people saw more of those videos, they'd be afraid of dragonflies. Like dragonflies can't do that; they change. But their babies are horrifying. That's how I feel about pragmantises. Like if they were big, oh, they're they, they, they terrify oh, me. Yeah, if they're bigger, they'd just be t- grabbing birds. Yeah, like ripping heads off. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That scares me. They're yeah, they can be pretty pretty brutal. The spiders and they catch like birds in their. Oh yeah, those. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. bird eating spiders and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. That crazy. is crazy. So what is, uh, out of the wetlands and all, what are some, like, snake-wise, what are some cool, like, reptiles that y'all have found out there? Ooh, um, so we do get our venomous snakes out there, right? Yeah. So, like, your copperheads and your cotton mouse. We see a lot of those. I almost stepped on one, like, last week, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of scary. <laughs> um, uh, what else? We get our broad-banded water snakes out there. I love broad-banded there. water. So There's some, um, some garter snakes, you know. So you get to see some variety of... Um, what are they? The little... What? I'm trying to remember that. I love she's just like, what is the little? You know, the, the little, little, little thing. You can't the see the hand motions yeah, that are going on with see. this. Oh. The hand motions are the best part. Is Thanks it a snake? Words. Turtle? No, no, lizard? No. It's a lizard. One word, two words. The gnolls. There's a bunch of them. Oh, a gnolls, a gnolls. A gnolls, a gnoll. Well, you said earlier there's alligators in the water. Yeah, there's alligators. So Yeah, we have a freshwater pond at the nature center. Most of it, like she said, is brackish, like coming from the bay. But we do have like one freshwater pond and we there's an alligator that frequents that sometimes. Love that it. is so awesome. Yeah. Do you allow drones to be flown around your facilities? I'm sure. I'm sure. So Why you'll not? have to check the airspace, but that might like, be a cool place to get some footage. Yeah. It is. It's a pretty area. Yeah. 
That'd yeah. be fun. Especially different times of year. It's a cool, like, it's like it's just a really cool ecosystem because there's just so much wildlife because of that brackish water. Yeah. And then you got the, the salt water and then the fresh water. It's oh, yeah. A lot awesome. of our trails are the neighborhood roads. So they are paved. Oh, really? Which is super cool. And then you there's like house foundation still, some tile. And just nature right. overtaking that stuff. Yeah. And okay, that's cool. cool. Yeah. While you're driving it's, in, there's. It's like, like an apocalyptic air just come yeah, out there. Honestly, this is what very it look dystopian. Like. I love it. Very, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Like, I know kind of like while you're driving in and you'll maybe you'll see it i don't know but there's a a pool and so it's it used to be a ground pool but now it's like all up and there's like trees oh, growing cool. out of it and it's super cool yeah yeah, we'll have, to yeah we'll have to check this out for sure this is totally dogs. right up our alley yeah, yeah so it's like almost like if you just let nature do its thing it's kind of like what you'd see out there yeah which is super crazy because you'll find like silverware <laughs> or like mannequin heads you know because like it used you know stuff like it's crazy it was a, it was a, yeah. an area well, so that's, that's a really interesting place to go because a lot of parks national parks are state parks you go to have been set aside from the beginning in our, our refuge yeah. so mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see a place that has been set aside after humans were there yeah. and it's yeah. back into a refuge. full circle moment that's cool yeah, yeah. All right, we need to let them get back to the table. So Absolutely. Best people. way to look into you guys is the website, right? Yeah, like website. We have Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff, too. Cool. But um, City of Baytown website, all of our stuff's on there. So. Awesome. So, yes, yeah. go out there come, and then stop at Bucky's. And yeah, there's a, I was about to say, there's a Bucky's there, so. Yeah, the birds won't it get won't you. will be, be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. It's just me. <laughs> get you, get you some beaver nuggets, yeah. fries, right. beef jerky. Yes. And then we're good. All, all right. right. Thank all you all for right. coming on. Uh, we'll be back later with some more interviews. Thank you. Welcome back to Conroe. It's our third interview. And we have a friend that we only seem to talk to at Conroe. No, no, no. We've had him on full episodes before. We've had him on, I think, a full episode. And then we've had oh. him on here. It's because we always see him at Conroe. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's because Conroe is the only show I do anymore. So Because he, yeah. he lives down the road. Literally down the road. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Drew Schultz from The Learning Zoo. How's it going, Drew? It's going all right. wish I had a little bit more coffee, but uh, can't complain about the weekend so far. It's, it's coming up on... 2.40. Yeah. So you got a few yeah. more hours. 3 o'clock is when I hit my lull where I'm like, I need caffeine. I finally sold one snake so I can afford to drive home. So we're good. Nice. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of snakes, you have a, a jungle carpet python here with you. I do, yes. This is uh, one of our adult females that I brought with me. Our, uh, our big male is in shed right now, or I would have brought him. I would love to be able to hold my carpet python like this. But I got it from somebody who only sells asshole carpet pythons, apparently. <laughs> if you had gotten a mail from me, he would have been great. She, uh, she's pretty. She is pretty. Yep, but she like does not mom. Like, she does not like people. Pretty, but a psycho. Oh, man. I've, I've tried. I've tried. I open the tub, she comes to kill me. Yeah, but she is pretty. Yep. Have, have you considered not opening the tub? <laughs> she still wants food, apparently. Like, apparently, you still got to feed them, like, give them water and stuff. Uh, that's, that's actually a common misconception. You don't have to do that? No, no, they'll just break out and eat your kids. <laughs> oh, that's right. They'll, they'll break out, lay next to you for a few days in a row. Yeah, exactly. We talked about that with Bull. Probably eat the kid's dog before they'll eat the kid. At least John Gray. Yeah, we, we just got a, another Shih Tzu. I know, I was um, going to say, y'all have another little one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. she needed a friend, James. Exactly. Their puppy got a puppy. This is, this this is, is a her, common thing. Yeah, this is her actual brother. You have so many cool animals, and then you have two Shih Tzus. They're cute and fluffy. You realize you have an indigo. I, and, I do. He they, has an do you indigo. you know who doesn't have an indigo, James? James That's, doesn't have okay, an indigo. Listen, I need you Damn. I, no, no, I need you to understand. It's partially by design. I don't like snake shit. Oh. And they poo a lot. 
Well, uh, you know how Chris Dieter is always talking about how he has Komodo dragons? He has two of them. If you yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I have something he can never have. What? Free-roaming peacocks. <laughs> he can, no, he can have free-roaming peacocks. Not for long. They just make yeah, like for, be for about five minutes with all the animals he has oh, out there. Was when, I, when I worked at the zoo, I was cleaning out the tortoise yard one day, and someone ran over and goes, hey, there's a peacock in the lion exhibit. I was like, okay. Are you going to go get it? <laughs> nope. Nope. Like, what happened? The lion's going to eat it. Oh. Or it's going to fly out. One yeah. or oh, the nope. two. Nope. There was only one option. The lion ate it. And uh, I bet he enjoyed every minute of he that. He did. That's in, for one, it's enrichment, and two, it weans out the stupid. So get rid of some stupid ones. But yeah, uh, Chris Dieter could have them. And then, I mean, it'd be an yeah, expensive no, he'd, meal. He'd go through them very quickly. Just needs to do free-range chickens. Yeah, we tried that once. It didn't go well. But it'd be way cooler for him to just, like, throw chickens out there and then just feed them. Like it's, it's, like a, it's like an automatic feeder for dogs. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's for the crocodiles. Yeah, it's enrichment. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it checks so many boxes on how good it would be, unless you're the chicken. Or unless you're the family watching the chicken. Mm -hmm. No, we, we had around. someone uh, call the zoo a couple months ago and ask if uh, we were interested in taking their chickens that, like, their daughter had raised from babies. Yeah. And I, I straight up told him, we can take them, but they're going to become snake food. Yeah. And his response was, oh, well, then I, I'll just eat them myself. There you go. I mean, <laughs> that's always go. an option. Yep. There you go. Oh, so how is the, how's the zoo been? Uh, you've been adding, you've been doing a lot of stuff out there. Zoo's been good. Um, I actually made a rule for this year that we're not adding any new animals. That's uh, good. Just because we need to focus on some other stuff, like um, building new enclosures for things that we have already. Uh, prairie dogs are going to get a new home soon. Uh, water monitor is going to get upgraded. He's getting big. Yeah. No, he, he needs an upgrade. Yeah. He's... Closing yep. in on five feet, I think uh, by the end of the summer, he'll be at least six feet. Every time I see you post a video of him walking around the zoo, I'm like, God, what if he runs up a tree? You're so screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> what happens that. is I, I wave a quail around and he comes back down. <laughs> that sounds like we have had experience in this. Hasn't happened yet. You, but, oh, this is just but, your no, contingency I, plan. Yeah. I, I know that he'll do anything for quail. Nice. <laughs> You've got how many porcupines are there? Three? Uh, no, we're we're down to two. Um, our albino went uh, over to Zoe in College Station. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So we're we're back down to two, but they got a new upgraded habitat recently. Um, aviary is still going strong. We haven't we haven't been since the aviary was finished. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, that's what, yeah, we got to come. come. You'll need to come you see were, that. Yeah, right, you were still in the our, process. Our, our last guest, we talked about how Katie has a fear of birds. Oh, I didn't say I was going in the aviary. <laughs> yeah, you and Joe can go in the aviary. That's I will hang out outside. I don't yep. even like going in the aviary at like the zoo when we go. And those birds aren't used to coming down and eating mm. off of you. So. Yeah. So what do you have, conyers or parakeets? Uh, we have budgies budgie. and a pair of cockatiels. Hmm. It's better than Conyers. Yeah, we have we have one Conyer. And it's loud as hell, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. all loud. Yeah. Now imagine an entire flight cage full of Conyers. Yeah. Your neighbors would really hate you. Although you got peacocks, your neighbors are really gonna hate you anyways. They're actually not super loud yet. Like really? the, we have one male, one female, and I've heard him call maybe twice. And they're free run. Free run. Uh, yeah, they they have like a, a run they go into at night, and uh, we feed them there. But during the day, they're just. And they stay inside the rounds, no problem. So far, yeah. Gotcha. So, what have you gotten new in the last year? Ooh, it's, uh, it's, it's been it's been a while since we've been there. Probably, probably a year. Yeah, we've we've got about 40, 40 budgies over in the aviary. Um, 
Indigo, Snake. Yeah, I get it. You got an Indigo. Well, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. there after the Indigo came, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because James Because you got to hold it. Yeah. Um, I need you to find Oh, we have a monkey-tailed skink now. Uh, how's the behavior on that thing? Oh, he's fine. They come out angry, by the way. Yeah, no, he's, he's a sweetheart. Like, we, we wear gloves with him just because of the claws, but he's oh. never tried to bite. I interned at a zoo while in college. And we came in one morning, and there was an extra prehensile-tailed monkey skink. <laughs> and that little thing was trying to eat us. I'm like, oh, good, they come yeah. out that way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For anybody that knows, they, they, the they give live birth. You come in, and they're, and they're big. Their babies are oh, yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. Like, if you didn't know, you'd assume, Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry. I got, uh, <laughs> I got sidetracked. <laughs> Uh, God. Anyways, uh, where was I? Prehensile monkey skinks. They're they're big. They're big. <laughs> yeah. No, they're big. They're they got big jaws. I see what you saw. I know. Some people is just uh, sitting up front. That kid was getting the riot act. The mom oh, should have squatted fantastic. down instead of not, necessarily bent over. I was not looking at the kid. I know you weren't. <laughs> that was quite the. Anyways. Oh goodness. So you got prehensile. What else you got? Army of Redfoots. Yeah, yeah. Army of Redfoots is increasing. Um, since you were out, we got a pair, another pair of uh, blue iguanas, the Sequoia okay. Lewisai, yeah. and they gave us some eggs. So we had six babies hatch in October. That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially Plan when... Plan to keep them or did you sell them? Uh, we've, we've sold a couple of them. We still have four. You got to find um, things at the zoo. It's... Yeah, um, but... We got to go down to the Cayman Islands back in December and visit the breeding facility there. Oh, that's awesome. Which was fantastic. Uh, so I've got lots of pictures of me uh, with, like, these huge blue semi-wild iguanas just oh, roaming around. Yeah. Uh, we met one named Peter, who's, like, their their photogenic mascot. Uh, like, he's the one they pull out whenever, uh, like, Prince Charles visited a few years ago uh -huh. to take pictures with. And apparently he was, like, a, a baby when he just walked up to them out of the wild huh. and was, like... I live here now. He's like, uh, y'all have food, so I'm just going to yeah. hang out here. And they, they did a genetic test on all their iguanas. He's not related to any of the ones they released into the wild, which means that somehow, like, he and his parents were just out there. They were never captured and brought into the breeding facility, That's which cool. is cool. That's cool. And he's absolutely gorgeous. Like, any picture you find on their website of a really blue iguana, probably him. Probably him. How are all your Cooney Cooney hogs? Oh, they're fine. Um... You haven't yeah. made bacon yet? <laughs> Not yet. One of them tries me on a daily. But, <laughs> uh, no, they're, they're doing good. They're enjoying all the mud. Yeah, um, goats. We have, we have more goats. Oh, we got a uh, mini zebu. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one over the summer. Okay, so that's, so one that's the I'm, one you want to come see. I am more jealous about that than the indigo. Really? I have wanted a zebu. Which is funny because people forever. don't look at James and think he wants a zebu. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have seen him <laughs> as a cow guy. I oh my god. I love zebu. So there's one at the zoo. The Houston zoo. Houston zoo. Oh, Zamir, yeah. And yeah, he's he's big for a mini, but oh, he's, he is. He's, he's a big super one. sweet. I'm pretty sure he's learned me. Because, like, when I get there, because I'm always, like, when I get there, I can get him to come over, and I will rub. I'll sit there and rub them the whole time. They'll be looking, Joe will be looking. Oh, yeah. I go sit, like, on the little like amphitheater it. area because just just he'll just hang back. out there for so long. But now I can usually come to the edge, and he'll come from wherever he is. Oh, yeah. The edge. Yeah. Uh, there was a zoo when we were on our honeymoon forever ago in Florida. Uh, Almost 15 years ago, James. It's okay. Ago, forever <laughs> ago. But they had a pair of Zebu and they were, and they were smaller, but mm -hmm. that's where I fell in love with like, these things are freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. They're, they're so cute. And you have a brown one. Yeah, brown and white. I never see brown. His you name is Ferdinand. See the blue, the white, gray. Yeah, ones. like the grayish with the black muzzle. Yeah, because for anybody that doesn't know what a Zebu is, if you've ever seen a Brahma bull, the one with the giant hump on its back, 
this is just a miniature version of that. Yeah, yeah. Like when he's full grown, he'll be up to my chest, maybe three, four hundred pounds. Yeah, I've always wanted enough land that my house could be in the middle and have zebu free range around the house. No one's gonna break into your house if you just have a bunch of little brown bulls running around. Yeah, no, they'll be too busy petting them. <laughs> they'll never make it past. But yeah, that's that's the one when I saw y'all got that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. I want a zebu. Yeah, so we we added him. Uh, we have more goats than we did last year. Uh, that's not really different. That's just more goats. More goats. I, it's more things. I like yeah. goats. Eating everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got out uh, last week. You know what you do? I'm gonna help you raise money for the zoo. Mm. You uh, start renting them out to mow areas. They're actually they're actually that people that do yeah. this. Yeah, they like do if that. you have like a little field area that you don't want to have to you mow, come with in, the you grass. put a temporary pin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they clear all the and brush they clear out. Everything. Yeah. I think there's a place down the road from our house that, that does, does this because they don't have goats all the time, but every like three to four months, they have there will suddenly there. be like 20 yeah. goats in this little area. Huh. And I'm like, where the crap did the goats come from? But that's got to be what it is. But a couple things. One, you make money because mm -hmm. you're them out. Then two, you don't have to feed them as much because they're getting free food. The yeah. place is already paying you to oh, put yeah. them there. Yeah, and they, they fertilize. You leave it there. You don't have to clean up the poop. See? Side job for the zoo to help fund the zoo. I'm just I'm here. I'm full of ideas to help you in the zoo. Yeah. No, it's a good idea. Rent out, rent out goats. For anybody that's listening, although if you are ever in the Conroe area, you have to go by and see the Learning Zoo. Uh, it's an awesome little place. Like it's, it's very weird because if you're driving and you're like, I'm in a neighborhood, this can't be a zoo. It is. <laughs> Just keep going. I get, I get you're going to see a neighborhood. But at the end of the neighborhood, there's a zoo. Yep. Yep. When we, when we first bought the property about three and a half, four years ago, that neighborhood was a lot sketchier. I could see that. Yeah. Like... Uh, this, not necessarily this is sketchy, but like one of our neighbors around the corner had a uh, an Angus cow in their front yard. That's a big ass cow. That's yeah. not a zebu. Especially oh, no, like for the front yard. Full size beef cow just grazing in the front yard. Occasionally it would be in the road. Um, <laughs> and it's a black cow at night in the middle of the road. So that's a little bit worrying. But uh, one day it just disappeared. Yeah, one day it's inside in the freezer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we're not eating the zebu. No, we're not. not no, no. I'm all for eating cows, but leave the zebu alone because they're awesome. I want a zebu now. I need I need a zebu. I know you gotta I have need, land though. I need a zebu. I need a uh, indigo, and I need Chinese alligators. But you said you don't want an indigo because they poop too much. Well, if I if I only had Chinese alligators and indigo and a zebu, I'd have time for them. That is a fact. But I can't get Chris Dieter to just like throw me a Chinese alligator in a bag <laughs> and let me walk away. So. Yeah, sorry, man. I don't, I don't even want his Komodo dragons, which he has two of. Chris Dieter. Well, that means that soon he's going to have more than two. Yep. That is true. I know he has more than two Chinese alligators. Oh, yeah. I've no, seen he's, them. He has. I, I want think, one. I think he has all the Chinese all alligators at this Chi point. He has more than China right now. Mm. <laughs> he actually may. I don't know how endangered I, I they think, are in China. I, I think either. he sent some somewhere else recently, but I think at one point he had more than any other zoo in the U.S. Oh, yeah. He's, I, Possibly I've, more than all I've the others. I've walked into the room. And I've seen them. Yeah. And no one took one for me as a gift. Nope. We all turned you down, man. <laughs> Should have thrown it in a bag. That's all I'm saying. Nope. It, that's that's the thing, though, is if you double-cross Chris, he can get rid of you very easily. That is true. Yep. He has pigs and hundreds of crocs. Well, I've got to stay on his good side because I have a daughter, and she's going to start dating, and I'm going to need to be, be able to hide You're going to need somewhere. Yeah. So, you know. 
The Nile crocodiles will really help with that process. Or those Orinoco's. Oh, mercy. Oh, yeah. He's got massive Orinoco's that can just eat a kid. In a, in I need to life. just, like, take my lawn chair and hang out by the Orinoco's exhibit, though, because I will see them running no, no, one day. That's Cubans. Cubans. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yes, yeah. Cubans. They weren't running. No. Orinoco's were the ones, if you go in, they were the far back left, the huge ones that were Yes. Yeah, okay. No, his, the his Cubans are the ones that massive. run. Yeah. I The only other place I've ever seen massive Orinoco's is the Dallas Aquarium, the World Aquarium. Mm. In Dallas. And that's inside. And I was like, how do you have these gigantic, like, crocs inside? But they are huge. Well, they brought them in when they were very, very small. That's and then, how they can't get, them, the door. can't get them yeah. out. That's the problem. That's what it is. <sighs> I need somebody to look at this kid in this hoodie. This is a baby. Oh, that is a big hoodie. On it's very cold outfit. outside. And a full-grown adult hoodie on this baby. Because it's cold outside. Yeah. And it's like when you watch the movie Big, and he turns <laughs> back into a kid, and he's still wearing adult clothes. That's what this looks like. It's they're keeping the baby warm, though. Turned, they're being good parents. Turned back into no, a it, kid. it is cold out there today. It is. It is like, I, I did not it's agree to it being this cold. No. No. The our, wind is what's Our interview earlier, to the breeze kept getting picked up on the mics. It was mm. crazy. Yeah. All right, so we're here. let's talk about what Katie wants to talk about. Now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, there was so actually a plan for this. There was, there was. a plan for oh, this. No, but y'all y'all been in your zone, so I'll let you. I want to talk about the zoo first because I love the place, and I think it's awesome. And as much as I'd love to work at a zoo, uh, I don't make enough, I can't make enough money there, but Drew's fine being poor. I, I offered you sixty thousand shroot bucks a year, but the, the, the conversion <laughs> the conversion rate right now is just not there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if anybody needs a job, wants to be a zookeeper and work at an awesome little zoo, uh, the Learning Zoo's hiring. They are. Yep, yep. We're trying to bring on a couple more people. James's for rule summer. is James has to make the same amount he makes now, or he can't get another job. Yeah, Drew just can't afford me is the only problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. in high demand, and Drew can't afford me. Yeah, I, yeah. I can barely afford me. <laughs> yeah. But you can go there and you can play with the Zebu and the Cooney Cooney Pigs. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, help run their new uh, goat rental service. That uh, could be in the works here soon. <laughs> so let's talk about So I one of the things that fascinates me is when people in this hobby have hobbies outside of the reptile hobby. Because I married into the hobby. And so I have lots of things that don't necessarily revolve around reptiles. Well, and, and before you get into this hobby, because it's a weird one. It's not weird. It it's awesome. I mean, it's a weird it's hobby. It's a weird one. And, and, I've, and I've always said, I've always said that Drew is the fakest reeling looking, real looking person I've ever met. Because he's like, if you, for anybody that's ever played Zoo Tycoon and you had to design like the zookeeper, it's Drew. He would look like that. That's a Halloween costume so, coming up right there. So, so weird hobby seems to fit so perfect. So it's funny you say that, Katie, because for Halloween last year, I dressed as Steve Irwin. Yes, and it was and, fabulous. And I've seen nobody pictures. nobody said anything every because day. they didn't it's think I was wearing a costume. Yeah, so yeah. you dressed. They just thought, oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, bless it. Yeah. I did see a guy earlier with a mustache, and I'm like, mm, I think Drew's might still be a little better than this. But he was trying real hard know, to pull off know, the Drew, mustache. Drew's kind of let his mustache go. you got to get back to... Yeah, I, I'm still jet-lagged. Yeah, uh, like I, yeah, he's tired. Leave but him this, be. This hobby we're about to get into totally fits Drew. When you see him, you're like, yeah, I get that. that makes so sense. tell us about your hobby because it fascinates me. I really okay. I really do All love right. this. So uh, my, my hobby outside of reptiles is uh, historical European martial arts, uh, HEMA. So it's essentially medieval sword fighting. And um, I am part of a club in Houston that uh, studies and trains and competes with uh, two-handed longsword, um, Spanish rapier, uh, lots of other medieval and Renaissance weapons. Man, that wind is cold. She was so excited to see us sitting here when she walked by that little girl. That, little girl that was precious. <laughs> she was just excited to be inside. It's cold <laughs> <outside>. <laughs> so, anyways, so you 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 play with old swords. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you just got back from Finland where you were competing. Yes. So um, Finland. The Finland, land, like the, the country. The like land, this is not like you the just land went of to. The white people. You didn't yes, go to the Massachusetts. The white people you know. To, it is. 
Like when you think of a white person, yes. it's Finland. So blonde hair, blue-eyed people all over. Yeah, so I, uh, a group of uh, 10 or 11 of us went to the Helsinki Longsword Open last weekend um, and had a great time. It was the largest um, historical fencing tournament in Northern Europe uh, to date. Uh, there were 115 people there uh, so competing. Cool. So uh, it was a very, very good time. It was my first time visiting Finland, but um, my, my friend Nathan, who... Uh, runs the club, has been there before, and uh, we were staying with a uh, friend of ours that I've known for a while, but I've always known him as the Finn who came to America, and he has a really weird accent. Uh, (laughs) Although I'm sure when you were there, you had a really weird accent. So that's the thing, though. His accent is not the same as everyone else. (laughs) How funny. So he goes there, and they're they're all like, we don't know who you are either. It don't make sense. So the way... um, Ask me a question, James. Okay. Okay, do you ask what, me about? what kind of food did you eat while you were there? So, Finnish food culture comes from a time when there was no food and no culture. It was not good. He so that, like that is how he speaks. villains from like yeah. Rocky and Bullwinkle or something. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's no one else it's there like talks like that. It's a mix between every movie like uh, accent ever just into one thing. That might be what he did. But uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, like the the food, they, they don't use seasoning, um, no salt, no pepper. That's because over there they're just like trying to preserve shit because it's cold uh-huh. for most of the year and they need to just stay yeah. good. Yeah. So we we our last night we went to a um, a Laplander restaurant. So they had like uh, sautéed reindeer, um, lingonberries, fish dishes, things like that. Uh, it was not bad food, but they definitely could have used a little bit of seasoning. Just like. Have y'all discovered salt and pepper yeah, yet? Yeah, so the, the thing about Finns that I noticed, and I don't know if you have any Finnish listeners. If, no, but we're, if you we're do, going to offend them all yeah, right now. Yeah, they're, they're about to get absolutely... Uh, if you do, yeah. if you are from Finland and you are listening to this, uh, let us know. Uh, we're still going to make fun of you. But you're welcome mm. to come on and be Trust a me. guest on the Trust podcast. I, I, I know we have Canadian listeners. I make fun of them all they, the time. They can tell you up. all about their field herping trips in Finland where they find nothing. Nothing? Yeah. They, they've got to have like a, a frog. <laughs> no. No, like the no. only... It's probably too cold there. Sweden, the next country over, has uh, like the common adder. Oh, yeah. Finland doesn't have anything. Oh. Crazy. So, like uh, last year when our, our Finnish friend Christian came uh, over for a wedding, uh, they, they all visited my zoo. Uh, because some of them had young kids, so, like, you know, they all came over. I pulled out a carpet python. He was standing, you know, maybe four or five feet away. He turns around, he sees the snake, and he's like, Oh, fuck! <laughs> that was much louder than I meant it to be. Sorry, <laughs> everyone. That was so loud. I love how people look at me all the time, like, I'm... I can't express to you how great it is that Drew just yelled fuck. <laughs> it echoed. It, like, echoed in it the was. lobby Oh, yeah, of that venue. bounced off the ceiling. Oh, God. But anyway, like, uh, this... If you want, um, so take all the all the stereotypes of Italians that you've ever heard. Yeah. Reverse them, then take every stereotype of Germans and dial it up to eleven, <laughs> and you have a stereotypical Finn. Nice. <laughs> like that. Yeah. It oh. was. It was an interesting trip. Um, it was like we landed in a blizzard, foot and a half of snow on the ground the entire time we were nah, there. I'm good. That's. It got down to negative seven or something. Nope. Um, yeah. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Is that your wife telling you to get back to the table? Yes. Okay. But I, I have a couple minutes, so, uh, yeah. Um, did you fight anybody with your swords while you are over there, or did you just watch? 
Oh, no, no. I, I did you that. You competed? Yeah. Did you kill somebody? No, James. What? what? For legal reasons, my answer is no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you were no help. You did not kill anybody. <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You'd never know. I have pigs. That's true. There'd be no That's way to true. prove it. That is fact. Between pigs, goats, and that monitor, I mean, he could... I mean, he's it's not as good as Dieter who get rid of him with crocodiles. Faster, still. probably, mm-hmm. but... The pigs eat a lot. Oh, my like, stars. Like four of them, right? Three. Three. Yeah, which is still too many. That's uh, three We, we could have done many. with two. It's three too many. That's a lot of... It's a lot of pig. I don't... When did Cooney Cooney take off? Because I don't remember as a kid seeing Cooney Coonies, but uh, they've become very popular. I think in the last 10 years or so would be my... I guess like, everybody got tired of potbelly pigs, and they were like, let's get yeah, Cooney Coonies. Yeah, I, I think people realize that these are actually nice. And potbellies are are not. Yeah, and, and they don't have as ugly a face as a yeah. No, they're they're cute, and they they're and not they come as, in red. They don't dig as much. Yeah, I like the red ones. Mm-hmm. But they're not a small pig. As someone who owns pigs, yeah, the, the, they're, they're uh, you can tell people there's no such thing as a small pig. No, no, just a young pig. Yeah, they, they're they're all gonna get bigger than you it's, want them to. It's yes. all a lie. When someone tries to sell you a pig, there is no mini pig. Yeah. No such thing. No, I mean, there are, but a mini pig is anything under 300 pounds. Yeah. It's still, like, it's still, Lord. it's relative. Yeah, it's relative to a 600-pound pig. Yeah. It's it's not a full-on pink hog that you're going to slaughter. It's, so, it's mini. Yeah. Ah. But anyway, Finland. Finland. Yes. Yeah, the land of the whites. Yes. It's like, uh, oh, it's just, you go over there and it's, um, oh, why can't I think with the, with the dragons and uh, Game of Thrones, like, just cold, just ice wall. Yeah, it, it's, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, the the land beyond the wall, basically. Yeah. Just, just so funny. We'll, we'll call them White Walkers, but it's just white people. Yeah. If anybody's ever wondered where white people come from, that's it. That's mm. how, that's, that's where they make them. Yes, it's if, Finland. And then they ship yeah. them out. And it, it's so cold that they're the country that invented the sauna. <laughs> they're, they're like, there you go. Yeah, we need like to find that, a way to warm is, up, guys. That is Finland's great contribution to world culture: <laughs> is sitting in a very hot room. To forget that it's cold outside, and then probably like seventeen fish dishes that are not mm. great. Yeah, but no. While we were there, uh, a couple of uh, the people in our group wanted to do the sauna and then an ice plunge. Nope. So there's a place on the the harbor in Helsinki where you can uh, pay money to go sit in the sauna that's like 200 <laughs> degrees. I want to pay money uh, to torture myself. You know, sweat your balls off, and then you go <laughs> jump in a pool that literally has chunks of sea ice in it. See, this is how you know it's a place full of white people. That's the most white people thing you've ever mm-hmm. heard of. Like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna pay you. So let me go torture myself in a hot room. And then, on top of that, I'm going to jump into a frozen body of water and hope I don't die. Yeah. No, like I... And we're uh, going to call that fun. Yeah. Did our, you do it? I did not because okay. our, our host stupid. was like briefing us ahead of time. And he was like, okay, you don't want to get your face wet because if that happens, your body will go into shock. You'll stop breathing and you might actually have a heart attack. <laughs> Good call. Good and call. And I'm like... This doesn't sound fun. I, I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee. I'm gonna watch y'all do it and we'll watch from this stay window. here. Good call. Good yeah. call. Hang out inside next to the fire. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But no, they they drink more coffee per person than any other country in Europe. So that's cold. why you're that's and why you're jet lagged because you had way too much while you were there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like. And now um, you're having to get back to your normal only, amount of coffee. Yeah. The only time I slept more than like two hours a night was when <laughs> I was when I had been up for like 30 hours on the plane getting over there. Oh my gosh. So yeah, my sleep schedule was Usual. absolute disaster. There's a baby staring at me. <laughs> She's a sweet baby. She has a plant growing out of her head. Yep. She does. They don't wash her hair very often. <laughs> just, just She's saying. like, hmm. I saw that baby dancing on a table last night getting dollar bills thrown at her. She definitely was. I'm just saying. There I were also that. lots of drunk people involved. 
Yeah, and bull falling out of a chair. And that ball, broke. bull falling out of a chair. Did you see oh, video? yeah, I saw that. Yeah, okay. Just make sure I saw it back. It was. I've never seen someone fall in slow motion like that. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyways, let's let, let's let Drew get back to his table. Yes, we don't uh, want but, Becca mad at us. But if people want to come check out the Learning Zoo, what's the best way for them to find out about you? Uh, the best y'all offer. The best thing to do is uh, to go to our website www.thelearningzootx.com. Uh, you can also look us up on Google. Uh, Facebook is the best way to keep up with what we're doing. Uh, we post there pretty frequently. Yeah, their logo is going to be a little guy with a magnifying glass that says The Learning Zoo. And he's got a snake, a chameleon, and a tortoise. I'd look at your shirt because yep. I've seen that logo a lot. Just want to make sure you see it on their Facebook. It's them. That's the one that's them. Yep. But you should definitely go by. If you're anywhere in the North Houston area, uh, if you're visiting or whatever, go by and see it. It's a great little place. You can feed uh, tortoises. Yep. Yeah, we have our petting zoo, walk-in aviary. Uh, you can feed pigs. Yep. Feed Porcupines, goat. prairie dogs. Can't feed those. Um, the prairie dogs bite, but... Um, we're open weekends this time of year, and then spring break, we're going to be open every day, March 9th to 17th, uh, 10 to 4. We're actually doing extended hours for spring break. When is your spring break? I don't get a spring break. Well, but when is Becca's, though? Oh, uh, March 9th through 17th. Okay. Ours is the the week of the 11th through the... Yes. So, okay. yeah, per- like perfect. weekend to weekend. Cool. Okay. I actually just, I was checking on my phone. I sent a survey out to my zoology club family to see who's available on what days during uh, spring break okay. because nice. I want to bring them out to your facility during spring break, preferably. So, I'm hoping you get all for all sorts of things. You're going to go to the learning zoo, and then the, the people behind you that are in the education place, we talked to them today. The, uh, the Baytown. Baytown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nature Center. Yes, mm-hmm. they have a baby alligator. I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked to them at their place. That place sounds amazing. Have you looked at it? I have not been down there, no. So they, the, they also have a kayak launch. They do a kayak oh, launch. Oh, fun. Okay. But the wetland center used to be a neighborhood. Oh. So apparently a hurricane came through. The whole place sank due to water being moved, removed over time for the to people to have water. Oh, the yeah, hurricane yeah, yeah. Came sank the place. All the buildings are gone now, but like some of the roads are still there in the neighborhood, so you can hike those and walk oh, those. Oh, that's cool. And it's all been overgrown. And she said that you'll find through. like silverware out there where it had been in a house or there's oh, tiles. I so love it's, going it's very like a where dystopian. Gotten rid of people. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's so cool. Yeah. So we're definitely going to try to go over there to check that out. Uh, but people, you can make a whole trip out to do that, do the learning zoo, uh, go check everybody out. Yeah. Go go find Drew. He's uh, the weird-looking guy on Facebook with the mustache and the hat. You'll see him. He's, he's, he's there. It's him. Uh, anything else? We're good? That's it. We're good. All right. Thanks for coming on, Drew. Absolutely. And I think we may or may not have one more interview. If we have one more interview, you'll hear from us again. If not, uh, have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Bye.